Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got some great champions here at the breakfast table this morning, like Michelle McLean, Brian Benstock, and even two new champions that'll be doing their first segment today. McKinley Sterling and Jeff Cunningham, also known as Jeff the Entrepreneur. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. For some, it may appear more difficult, but the choice of waking up and with positive anticipation and looking forward to what's ahead is a gift that you can give yourself as well. And like I said, it starts with a morning routine. We've all heard about morning routines. We've spoken about morning routines time and time again. Many of you here have heard me talking about the power of the morning routine, the power of that hour, the power of of, of what it is you choose to do and who you choose to be with and and. In, in today's world with Clubhouse and everything else is who you choose to, to, to listen to, who do you choose to spend some time with in the morning. All of that has, has a lot to do with it. So my morning routine consists of waking up in the morning, having a bottle of water, getting out and going for a walk, right? On most days, um, many times as this morning, that hasn't happened yet because I have the 6.30 segment, but I will be uh, walking at some point today. But it starts with getting up, getting my shoes on and get going out the door and starting with gratitude. As I'm walking, I'm thinking because it's, it's your moment to say thank you. It's your moment to reflect on what it is that you've gotten, all the blessings in your life, right? And that moment can be a minute, it could be 10 minutes, it could be however, whatever you want. But this is a great way of combining. This is some, some part meditative, part gratitude, part exercise, you can get out in the morning and if you live in the city, put in some earbuds. If you don't live in the city, you can probably hear the birds. And yes, that's probably a rooster. I don't know if that's coming through uh, my, my microphone or not. Uh, but you can choose, right? So anyway, going back, we obviously we can choose. But where you're walking, you can also choose where you walk the path you take, right? So when you're walking, you can put uh, uh, music on. You can put some meditative music on. You can just some white noise, whatever it is, or just just go with it. And ask yourself, what are you grateful for? And it really should start with you, right? I say first, I'm grateful for another day, another opportunity to live, to love, to be loved, to learn, to grow, to be, to share, to be the best version of myself today and every day. I'm grateful for my blessings. I'm grateful for God's guidance and wisdom. And most of all, for, for grace, for his grace on me and my life and the people that I have been put in my life and I've had the opportunity to meet and connect with. And then I'm grateful for my physical, mental, emotional health. I'm grateful for my wife and her physical, mental, emotional health, the health of our relationship together, our children and theirs and their physical, mental, emotional health. And I spiral from that point out to my parents and my brothers and sisters and siblings and my chosen family. Some of you are in this room. So you spiral out and that, then you can be grateful for your home and you can be grateful for your pets and business and, and, and everything that you have in your life. You can be grateful, like I said, for your eyes, for your ears that allow you to listen to this app, for your mouth that allows you to, to, to eat and to speak and to be heard. Be grateful for your legs and your hands and your heart and your lungs and your kidneys and everything inside. You can be grateful for your home. You can be grateful for the bed you slept in, the food you had last night, the shoes on your feet. There's so much to be grateful for, for the air conditioning or the heat or the electricity or the pool or the rain or the sun 
or your ability to, to, to just live. There's so much to be grateful for. So my gratitude spiral lasts probably about 10 minutes as I walk because we all have so much to be grateful for. And then of course that moves on to the words that we speak because the words that we speak matter and the words that we speak to ourselves matter most of all. So it's about lifting ourselves up and building ourselves up to become and, and, and step into the power of who we are instead of timidly just tiptoeing through life, expecting to leave a mark. You can't leave a mark if you keep tiptoeing through life. There are no lasting footprints if you do that. So what are the words that, that you can use? You know, two of the most powerful words in any language are I am, eu sou, yo soy, je suis. And I'll stop it right there for now. Because the words that follow I am follow you. Because you become the words that you speak. The words you speak become the house you live in. They become your reality. So it's about the words that you're speaking. So you can speak that light and love into yourself to empower yourself, to inspire yourself. Because while this is Motivation Monday, yes, we are here to motivate, but we are also here to inspire. Because motivation comes from outside. As long as you're listening and you're in the 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 the, the uh, proximity of that source of motivation, you're going to keep uh, ins uh, motivated, which is great that you're here on Breakfast with Champions because this is an amazing place to come get inspired every morning. I'm inspired every day by Glenn and, and Scott and Alpha Six, man, when that guy speaks, you know, and, and Coach Isaac and, and Brielle and so many other amazing people in here. So surround yourself. Who are you listening to? Right. And because that's such a big part of it. But going back to the words, I, the words I am, what do you put after those words? So these are incantations. And there's people that say, well, incantations are BS. That's that doesn't work. Well, no. Oh, morning routines. I don't have a morning routine. Well, no, you do have a morning routine, but your morning routine probably sucks. Your incantations and the conversation you're having with yourself probably sucks and isn't serving you. So it's about using the right words. So as you're walking, or whether it's on a treadmill or whether you're outside, or maybe it's just when you're meditating or you're just sitting on your couch, wherever it is you choose to do it, you can choose to say these words, to speak these words. You can choose to do this in your car as you're driving to work, as you're about to step into a meeting. You can lower your mirror. You can look at stuff and have these words and have these conversations. And you can say to yourself, I am strength. But when you say it, when you say these incantations and the affirmations, it's not it's not the same to do it sitting down. As a matter of fact, I'm standing up as I'm, I'm doing it right now. So when we, do the, when we say these words, when we have these conversations with yourself, when you have these conversations with God, the universe, whoever it is that you're having these conversations with, they're putting this energy out. You say, I am strength, but you don't say, I am strength. You've got to stand in that position of strength because we need to use, engage our physiology. Engage your body, engage your words, engage the way you speak. So you say, I am strength. And if you're not feeling strong, think about a moment when you did. Stand the way you were standing. Breathe the way you were breathing. Feel the way you were feeling. And then say, I am strength. And it doesn't matter who's around. Don't worry about it. Just make believe you're on the cell phone, right? You got your earbuds in, right? So you can say, I am strength. I am power. I am courage. But feel it. Use your words, the tonality, the vibrations. Feel the vibrations of those words. You can say, I am faith. That's a different energy. I am love. I am commitment. I am discipline. I am healthy. 
I am dedicated. I am peace. So you can speak these words. You can speak this light, the love, the power, the strength, the courage, whatever it is that you need for that day to confront whatever it is that you've got to do to go fight whatever battle, to go make whatever difference, to go help whoever it is that you want to go help. You can use these words to empower yourself. So that's the I am, the I, I am component. And then, of course, you know, I go on to say that all I need is within me now because everything you need indeed is within you now. Everything you need is within you now. All the strength you need, all the courage you need is within you now. So I say it, all the, all the courage I need is within me now. All the focus I need is within me now. All the hope I need is within me now. All the love I need is within me now. Again, using your voice and your words powerfully so that you can connect to your soul and you can really make yourself, you're speaking to your subconscious when you're saying these things. Instead of all the noise that comes in and says, I'm not smart enough and I'm not strong enough, I'm weak, I'm this, I'm that. Change the words that you use because the words you use become the house you live in. It is so epically important. So epically important and it cannot be overstated. Just use the words that you want to hear from other people. Look in the mirror, say, I'm proud of you. I love you. I appreciate you, whatever it is. Right? So just use those words. Speak that into existence because that's how you really do those incantations and those affirmations. Moving forward from that, you know, I use some visualization. And that could be a visualization, could be some people would call it law of attraction. Uh, the visualization of what do I have to do that day and then imagine yourself doing it. Imagine those things as being done. If they're difficult, imagine yourself on the other side of that. If there's a victory to be had, imagine yourself celebrating at the end of that. So visualize that. And you can do that, visualize even with your eyes open. If you can't, if you're not a person that can visualize, you can just talk yourself through it. What's that looking like so that you can see it and be grateful. Here's the thing. We've all heard of pay it forward. Be grateful forward. Because that's how you can manifest the law of attraction is by being grateful forward, right? Imagine that it is already done and celebrate as if, live as if it's already done. And then be drawn to it instead of always pushing towards it, right? So that's how part of the law of attraction starts to work in that way as well. So be grateful forward. Don't, it's because it's easy to be grateful for what you had yesterday. It's easy to be grateful for what you have this morning. But it's not as easy to be grateful for what it is that you want and what's coming for it forward what's coming in the future for you right so being grateful forward is an important component of that and of, of course you're doing all of this as you're walking as you're on a treadmill or as you're doing something for your health as well so you can do a combination of those things uh, so that's basically the the morning routine how how i started and then obviously i come home and Going back to what I was saying, you know, as I continue that hour, I'll have um, I'll have breakfast with champions on or I'll have success.com on because I you know, it's something that I do as well. Or be, you know, surrounding yourself because it's not just the words that you speak to yourself. It's the words that you allow into your own mind, because as Jim Rohn said, you must stand guard at the gates of your mind, because if not. You're going to let other things, you're going to let unwanted things into your head, unwanted seeds to take root into your head and have you start that day negatively. So don't watch the news first thing in the morning. I'd just rather watch some cartoons or don't watch anything at all. Grab a book, read three chapters. Matter of fact, as part of your maintaining your mental health is reading at least, uh, what is it, 10 or 12 pages a day. 
or maybe just commit to reading one or two chapters and making that commitment. Because again, it's all about the choices that we make. Choosing what, what, how we start our morning, choosing who we listen to, choosing what we read, choosing who we're spending time with. And again, being here is a, an amazing part of that because this is such an inspiring room. And I was, I was saying before, and I didn't get to finish the thought, motivation is an external thing. Motivation comes from the outside. As long as you're near the source, you can continue to be motivated. And fortunately, we have now Clubhouse and we have social media that we can stay connected with the people that are, that are really motivating us. Inspiration is a little different. Inspiration is what we're talking about right now. Inspiration comes from the inside. So it's about taking care of a view of your voice inside of your subconscious that's constantly speaking to you each and every day. That's firing off that primary question, which may be a talk for another day. That primary question that we always ask ourselves, it's rewiring that. It's believing yourself in a different way and speaking the words into yourself, speaking, like I said, light and love into yourself and getting your day started in the right way. And we and, and, and so, so it's important, again, that inspiration comes from inside. So I'm not just here to motivate. I'm here to inspire and hopefully, you know, help you light that fire within you so that then that is, you've got that inspiration that keeps you going. And, yeah, every now and then you need that motivation to kickstart you and, and get you going to just remind you of who the heck you really are. And this, like I said, this is just an amazing place in which to do it because you can be connected and stay connected on both of those levels. So, again, it's those choices that we make. So we must make the right choices because while we are free to choose, we are not free from the consequences of those choices. So we need to make sure that we're making the best decisions we can with what we know. And as my Angelou would say, you do the best you can with what you know. And when you know better, you do better. Right. And so every day I hope that I'm a little bit better version that I was the prior day, because that's the goal is to always be a little bit better. Right. So that's the way I start my day. I know that. And of course, now Breakfast with Champions is a big part of that. Uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm honored to be here with all of you. I'm honored to uh, continue to be on this journey with all of you. I'm honored to uh, to be part of the team, you know. So something else. And I just want to talk on uh, touch on something else that that uh, that Glenn was saying this morning again, that that it's, it's awesome that, you know, he's that he shared one of those original videos um, and how he refuses to quit talking about how he re refuses to quit, you know, and I love that because it's refusing to quit. That's allowed. Well, any of us really to get to the level of, of life we're at, if we're, we want to be, and I'm, I'm not where I, where I want to be yet. Right. But again, it's not being where you want to be. It's enjoying the journey and learning the lessons along the way. And, and taking those shots. And you know what? One of the one of the the, 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 the hashtags that I use quite often is bad quitter. Because I am. I'm a bad quitter. You know, as Babe Ruth would say, you can't, what is it? You can't be the man that doesn't quit. Right? So stop quitting. If, you, if, if, if so many people are tired of starting over, well, stop quitting. Learn to rest, not quit. Keep going. And how I started this segment... Or right at the beginning, I said, remember the person who quit? Neither does anybody else. So don't be that person who quit. Keep pushing forward. Using, using what you learn in this room and, and in so many other places, look at the people who are doing what it is that you want to do and do what they do. 
I think I think it was Glenda was saying it the other day. He says I'm successful because I learned from people that that from from other people that were successful by watching other people by learning from others. You know, I am the perpetual student. I continue to learn. We all we're all students of life if we choose to be, because the minute you stop growing, the minute you stop learning, is the day you start dying. You know, inside at the very least. So, uh, I'm going to stop it right there. It's uh, we got about eight minutes to the top of the hour. And I just want to open up to questions or comments uh, on what I've just spoken about. Hey, Tony. Uh, hi, Vernita. Good morning. Grand Rising. Grand Rising Breakfast with Champions. Uh, Tony, this was just awesome and, and such a fitting extension to the 900th episode of Hashtag Rising Grind this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping in. Just I've been flashing my mic through your entire segment because you touched on so many things. And uh, the one thing that I thought to chime in around is that really and truly every single one of us has a morning routine. And for anyone who does not think that they have a morning routine, what you are not doing is your morning routine. And so to tap into that and get an understanding that the choices that we make every day, and I, and that too was part of my favorite piece from the episode this morning is that we all have choices. We have choices of whether we set our alarm at a certain hour. Mine goes off at 4.25 a.m. All of us have, in, on East Coast, all of us have a choice on whether or not we hit that snooze button. I choose not to do that. Uh, we all have choices on whether or not we pray or meditate or go into gratitude first thing in the morning. I'm a huge practitioner of gratitude. Practicing gratitude which is something I got into, I want to say three or four years ago. It has been life-changing. Practicing gratitude is life-changing because it helps me put into perspective what am I what am I blessed with in this moment? What can I take action on? What do I have right here and now in my faculties to do differently than I did yesterday to take one step forward? I love what you said about being a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And the last thing, I'll, I'll touch on is that it's a progression. I think uh, one of the most powerful things about watching Glenn's evolution over these 900 episodes, and as you talked about your morning routine, morning routine Tony, of getting outside, because I'm about to go outside for my Monday morning jog, is that it's like, it's incremental. And I think so for many people, we, we look at someone or look at where we are and we just expect like, you know what, if I'm not already at the pinnacle, then why do I even start? And it's like eating an elephant is one step at a time. Getting to 900 episodes is one episode at a time. Running a, going on a five mile run. It started with one block for me. <laughs> I, it started with one block and then I added another block and then I added, got to a mile, but not right out the gate. Allow ourselves grace for the progression one step at a time and we will get there. So thank you for this, Tony, for Nita done speaking for the moment. Thank you, Bernita. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, one one at a time, a little bit at a time. When I started doing my morning walk, I would walk like 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to turn around, right? Uh, and, you know, obviously built that up to about an hour, four miles in an hour and whatever. So it starts a little bit at a time. Give yourself some grace. Don't be discouraged because remember that every expert was once a beginner. Every expert was once a beginner. The person at the top of that mountain didn't land there. He climbed it. She climbed it, right? So don't don't expect to be, you know, doing, you know, 30 minute segments like Glenn does, you know, just 
that that smoothly. When you do your first video, it's going to be awkward. I know, I, you know, I've shared this story before. You know, when I did my first couple of videos, um, I've never looked in myself. I've never been on camera. I've never looked at myself in the camera. So it was awkward as hell for me, right? So I get home. My wife's, why? Why do you look like that in the video? I'm like, look like what? Now watch the video. She's like, you got your lip curled up, like kind of like I don't know the Elvis Presley lip or something, right? The one corner is like pushed up. And it took me about 10 or 12 episodes to actually break that, to get comfortable enough that my lip wasn't curly on one side because it looked weird. She's like, it looks like you've got like this, this, you know, whatever. You get this, this deformity on your face. And it's because it was so awkward for me to do the first video and then the second video. And then it just became a little easier, a little easier, and a little easier, a little easier just as you go. So, again, remember that, that uh, nobody starts at the top. Every expert was once a beginner. So... Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Uh, yeah, do that. Start sharing your story. Turn on your camera. Go do a Facebook Live. Just just go out and do uh, do something that that so that your voice and your story can be heard. And we're a lot, many of us are doing this here on Clubhouse, which is an amazing. Well, time to take the next step and get on video. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So thank you for that, Bernita. Uh, who else we got? Flash your mic if you've got a comment or a question. Hold on, working my way down. Or just open your mic. Hey, this is Lolita with the T. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, 900, Hey, 900 episodes is hashtag amazing, okay? I love what you talked about. I am a queen of affirmations. And I love that you talked about the power of I am, especially on an episode where we're talking about the power of now, right? So I am is so declarative. It's that... Um, affirmation and declaration that is to you, by you, and for you. So I love that you were talking about what are the words that you're saying. And the thing that I want to add to that is, yes, when you say those words to yourself, it's not only I empower. I love that you talked about feel it. But how do you feel it is by remembering a time when you demonstrated it. Because when you stand there and you declare the power of I empower, right, I am passion. I live in that every day. How have I felt this way before? How am I going to get through it? And you remember a time when you're able to add that to the back of that affirmation and just stand in it, literally pause. And I absolutely love that you talked about that because sometimes these affirmations, these I am, these declaratives that we say to ourselves, we don't believe it in the moment. But when you add on the declarative of how you demonstrated that power before, then that changes the game of how you're going to walk into your right now. So I am so excited that you talked about that. And I pray that someone is able to write that declarative today in this moment and add on the demonstration of how they've shown up in that before. And if you don't know, ask somebody. If you don't know, ask somebody what a strength is. Somebody's, like, let's use Glenn. Glenn's then is somebody's right now. 
comparison will steal all of your joy. So when you stand in your power, when you stand in that declaration, that's to you, from you, by you, it's only yours, right? When you stand in that, then you know what you trust it, you believe it, and you show up in it. So thank you so much, Tony, for just adding on to that. And I just love how the string is, is going on and on today. The power of right now is that next level thinking, that opening up and sharing your story and owning it, absolutely. That winning mentality and then asking yourself, what is standing in my way right now to walk into it. So thanks, Tony. This is Lolita with the T. Thank you, uh, Lolita. Yeah, definitely. Listen, the person, the, the, the thing that's standing between you and what it is that you want is, well, usually a version of you, right? So we just need to kind of step aside and, and, and get out of our own way. So absolutely. And yes, uh, again, I'm going to say it again, that 900 episodes, that is so freaking powerful. Uh, just think about the amount of lives that have been changed, the ripple effects that are, that are going, that have gone out, you know, and we never really know how much we're influencing the world. The reality of it is all it takes is getting to that one person, listening to that, to, to, to changing that one life, those two, three, four, five lives and lives are being changed in this room guaranteed every single day because we're here for six hours with so many amazing people. Right. So I'm absolutely loving, loving, loving this um, and the impact that we make and the impact that Glenn alone has made, not alone because none of us do this alone. Right. But the, the, the impact that Glenn is making in the world through Breakfast Soup Champions, through Rise and Grind has, is absolutely astounding. And who knows the impact that this is making? Uh, I just I'm excited to, to, to know or to believe what it is that that is being done, what's being changed. So proud to be, uh, again, part of the team. And congratulations again, Glenn Lundy, for 900 episodes. And I'm happy to be here to celebrate with all of you. Um, and let's see here if anybody else has. Um, all right. So I think Michelle, if anybody's got any final closing thoughts on that, I, I just want to say thank you again for, for allowing me uh, this space. And, um, and now with that, it's seven o'clock, top of the hour. I'm going to pass it on to the one and only Michelle McLean. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, champions. Happy Monday. Super excited to be here with you guys. And so insanely proud, right? We just, I, guys, give it like a mic flash and some hoots and hollers. I know Glenn's not here right now. He's doing his thing, but man, Ooh. like, come yeah. on. Yes. Right. Right. He Yay, he has made such a tremendous impact, not only on my life, I know on all of yours and so many of the people that we get a chance to share breakfast with champions with every morning. I'm very, very proud, humbled and honored uh, to be one of the original members of this tribe and super, super excited for this morning. So today I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, not only Glenn's show, but what Tony's talked about and kind of wrap this all into seven tips for staying committed to your goals with my very, very dear friend, Brian Benstock. Good morning, champion. How was your weekend? Weekend was fantastic, man. Could not have been any better. I saw you out there boating. I, I, I got my own version of water yesterday. We got uh, hailed on out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was crazy. Went from sunny and like 65 degrees to just pouring in hail for a good like three hours. So that's how my weekend was. I don't, I don't know how the Midwesterners do it, man. I, I, I need water. <laughs> well, I came from water. I, I had the beach in my backyard and I didn't, I didn't care for it personally. 
To each their own, man. But that stuff, uh, frozen, hitting you in the head's no fun. No, it's definitely not. Especially when you're in the middle of a workout and you start getting pelted with it. <laughs> but anyway, so let's dive on into this segment this morning. Brian, I, I know you share my passion for goal setting and commitment. And yesterday I put it out, you know, in our in our backroom chat. And, I, you know, I really wanted today, knowing that it was going to be a motivational Monday, really wanted something that we could pour into people and alpha six uh was like talk about you know commitment and how and how you stay committed i'm like that's a great topic so as of yesterday i am literally as of on july 3rd it will be eight months uh into the hardest transformation and fitness journey i have ever endeavored to do in my life and yesterday i hit 120 pounds lost mark in less than eight months and uh thank you we gotta celebrate that Right. It, thank you. It, you know, it was one of those picture, defining picture moments. 120 pounds. Picture 120 pounds of fat sitting on a table. It's That's insane. It, it's insane. Weight. And you know, though, if you would have told me eight months ago where I would be now, if you just told me a year ago where I would be now, I don't know that even at the most motivational of motivational speakers, I, I would have believed it. it. It literally came down to a choice. But yesterday, I just had that moment of reflection. And I got on the scale and I went, oh my God, it's a hundred and like, it's, it's that milestone, right? And um, I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried because all of the blood, sweat and tears that have literally gone into making this happen. It, it's just, it's been a crazy journey. And a lot of people ask, how do you do it? Like, how do you stay committed? And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But I've put together uh, seven tips that I think that for anybody, whether you're starting out on a fitness journey, you're trying to launch a business, you're trying to create a new lifestyle for yourself, whatever it is, uh, that commitment and that consistency, it's everything, right? It changes everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. We say that lots and lots and lots here. So I want to go ahead and dive on into these seven tips. As always, uh, if you guys are interested in getting these, you can click on my profile picture and you can join my text club. It's absolutely free. Uh, I am very proud that my brother finally made it here yesterday from Arizona. He's going to be taking over as the executive VP of sales and marketing for my company. And we are putting all of this content into a Google Drive uh, so that it, it makes a permanent mark. So if you want that content, feel free, like I said, join my text club. It's absolutely free of charge. Uh, and with that, I'm going to dive on into these. So seven tips for staying committed to your goals. So number one, uh, and this is a pretty big point for me, it's do what you love, right? And I think that goes for anything in life, whether it's fitness or finding a business to start, you have to follow your passion. And I think that that's probably been one of the, the biggest motivators in my journey is that whether it's been an exercise or in scaling my company, I do everything that I do with a heart full of passion. And I've found that it's not as hard to get up and go if you love what you're doing. And that's not to say that you love all of the tasks uh, that you have to complete along the way. It's not to say that I love working out or I love getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, but I think it always comes back to your why, right, Brian? Like you have to have that element of passion and that why to motivate you and to keep you going. Because if you hate what you're doing uh, or you're doing every single thing with utter disdain, I don't think you're going to be as motivated to continue reaching towards the goal, yes? You, you've got to learn. I mean, you've got to learn to love it. You're not supposed to learn. Uh, you're not supposed to love everything. And like you said, the tasks often you, you don't uh, like or love. I mean, I, I frankly, I hate running. 
absolutely hate running, but it's, um, I understand there's something on the other side of it, right? So uh, saving money. I mean, I don't necessarily like to save money doing without now, but the understanding that you're going to have a better outcome sometime down the road, you're making an investment uh, in your future. And so, you know, the, the, I didn't like the car business for the longest time. And then I learned to love it. And certainly it becomes easier and not liking running, but understanding why uh, makes it easier. And yesterday we ran, we had a, an hour run. I was tired. I just said to, to, to my buddy I was running with, I hate running, but I, I love having run. And, you know, so it's that to get that feeling of having run, uh, makes me go through the arduous task of, of running. And let's start out with commitment, right? I don't know. You're an old uh, car car gal. You ever heard of Jackie Cooper? Of course. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so so what is a commitment? You know, he talks about he talked about commitment, and commitment is when you eliminate all other options. And, and so, making a commitment is eliminating all other options. And you know, a lot of people say they're committed but are you truly committed and when you're committed to to, to something and in this case it's to, to yourself right it's to your health if you can't be committed to you who do you expect to be committed to you we, uh, they were talking before uh, Stephen Kuhn and a couple of the guys uh, earlier this morning at 5 30 in the morning I was listening and they were talking about hiring a mentor and how uh, or, or uh, finding a mentor uh, potentially hiring a mentor and you know we we always uh, find it amazing that you expect the the mentor or the trainer or the coach to be more committed to you than you are to you, and that makes just zero sense. If if I'm working with somebody and I find that I'm more committed to their cause than they are, then then we probably can't work together for a long period of time. You, you, know, you have to be more committed to your progress, to your outcome, than anybody you're going to hire. Uh, and certainly one of the things for me as a trainer or a coach, when I've got a, a student, an employee, an associate in front of me, and they're turned on and they're taking it in and they're doing the work, that turns me on and takes my game up to another level. It's a reciprocal uh, relationship. I expect to get energy from the young men and women that work for me. I, I, I need it. I thrive on it. And I gravitate towards that energy. And the sticks in the mud, the I don't think this will work, those kinds of things. I, I struggle uh, with those, Michelle, but I do think at the core of this is understanding what a commitment is, uh, whether it's commitment to 75 heart, whether it's commitment to a financial plan, whether it's commitment to reading a book, whether it's commitment to your spouse, to your lover, to your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You know, commitment is when you eliminate all the other options. And I've found that when you truly do become uh, committed, whether it be to a relationship or to a task, things become a hell of a lot easier. When you're committed, when you've eliminated those other options, you can, well, okay, I'm all in. I guess this, I guess this is what we're going to do. You know, well, when you're, you're out someplace, maybe you get stuck at sea and you say, hey, I got to get us back. And there's nothing more important. That focus really gives you a lot of energy. I absolutely love that you said that, you know, that, that commitment element really is at the core of every single thing that we do in life. And I'm going to bounce around a little bit. I know I, I send you these every morning when I write them down, but sometimes don't people don't people give themselves out right they have the plan b they have a door they and, do and, and, and that screws you up yeah burn the boats not literally but burn the boats burn the boats it screws you up when you get that plan b because yeah well uh, you know i'm gonna do 75 hard except for the alcohol part 
I'm going to do right? no, then it's not 75 hard, you know, and, uh, uh, man, I've struggled with uh, getting all those things together at one time. I, it's like juggling. I can I can juggle a couple of them, but then when I put them all together and I put together a couple of days, you know, I struggle with it. And uh, I'm not uh, ashamed to admit I fail. I fail. I'm going to fail again, and I'll get it. Uh, I'll absolutely get it. And now it's become some. It's messing with me. Seventy five hard. Now it's it's it, it's it's messing with me. So, uh, and, and it's at that point now that I'm going to focus in on it. It's at the point now where it's the hardest to do because uh, we're in the middle of the summer. And I do like to have a nice cold Sauvignon Blanc with a piece of fish in the summer. But uh, it's at that time now that uh, sharpen the commitment and understand the why and seeing what you're doing, seeing what Joy has done uh, and what some of the other champions around us have done is uh, causing me to re-examine uh, my ability to focus and to commit. You absolutely can do it, Brian. I promise you. I promise every one of you that's in this audience, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And that's kind of going into, you know, you brought up two very important points that both of which I was going to make. It, the last point that I had written down was literally, I wrote the word to go all in. My very dear friend, Anthony Santangelo, that's his tagline. He, he shares it and spreads it because no Anthony, uh, his very dear friend and client of mine, but he says that all the time, go all in, right? You can't be half committed to anything. You're not going to change your body. You're not going to change your business. You're not going to change anything if you are only going to put in the minimal efforts. If you want it, you absolutely have to go and get it. And I'm gonna preach that until the day I die because I was I was you, Brian. Like I was that, I was like, man, I can't commit to all of these little intricities. Like I, they're just, I wanna morph the program. And I think we do that a lot in life, right? Anytime we, we sign up for something, we, we try and, and make it malleable enough to our lifestyles rather than changing the lifestyle to fit the program. And you know, for me, uh, the first time that I did 75 hard, I remember before I started it, I sat down and, and I started trying to figure out ways that I could cut corners or, you know, that I could I could make concessions uh, and it doesn't Michelle, work. Michelle, I got this young young guy I'm, um, I'm working with and I'm going to get uh, my, my, I've committed to train him for his first marathon. And we started the training, I guess, about uh, three and a half, four weeks ago. And last week he says, hey, well, instead of doing this, I think we should do that. And I, and I told him, don't think, don't think, just relax into the plan. Yeah, but I think we can go fast. I said, don't think, just do. You've never, you've <laughs> never done one of these. Can you just rely on the fact that this is a master course taught by a master trainer, not me. And we just, all you have to do is follow it. If it says today you're going to run a 918 pace, you run a 918 pace. Even if you feel like you can run an eight minute pace, that's the whole purpose is you know on your long uh, long steady long slow distance runs to run long and slow to run long and steady and then if you feel you've got gas in the tank you're supposed to put that out on the speed workouts speed workouts workout you know go all out and, and blow yourself up but on those slow long slow distance runs you you're doing something different you're learning time on the feet so and, but it's it's interesting how i think he's not alone in this we all think that we can modify the financial plan. Well, instead of putting 10% away, instead of giving 10% to the church, I'll cut the church a little short. I'll give the church 6%. I'll take the extra 4%. No, no, no. It's 70, 10, 10, and 10. Don't modify it. Modify it. Maybe once you get this thing down, it's, it's, it's almost like um, when you're teaching somebody word tracks, right? And you're, or you're teaching somebody 
um, or attracts, and, and let's just talk about uh, in the automobile business, you teach them, first thing is to memorize. So the word tracks would be uncomfortable, but you memorize word for word what you're supposed to say. The second stage in that is always internalize. What the hell am I saying? And why am I saying it in the, these, this order? And then once you've got those first two steps mastered, then you can customize. But everybody wants to jump right to customize. And, and that's not how it works. You can't just say whatever falls out of your mouth. And I think it's the same thing with financial plans. It's the same thing with nutrition plans. No, no, no. You know, I, if, if a Snickers bar has got 200 calories and it says I'm supposed to eat 200 calories worth of vegetables, I'll have the Snickers bar instead of the vegetables. Well, it's not going to be the same outcome. No, not at all. And I love that you said that. I really believe that the biggest the biggest part of any kind of a transformation is rather than cutting those corners, you are creating good habits, right? And, you know, we we say this in, until we're blue in the face, but, you know, again, it, it takes 21 days to create a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle change. Rather than cutting corners, I truly believe that the best thing that you can do when you're starting out on anything is just to start small and work your way up. And I think that's probably what I attributed the most to my success. When I originally set out on this journey, I didn't go, okay, I'm going to lose 120 pounds. That was, that was never it. It was, okay, I'm going to lose two pounds this week, or I'm going to, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to change one swap in my diet, or I'm going to walk an extra, you know, half a mile. It, it was never like, you, you can't just jump in. I mean, you can, and I agree that you have to, you know, go in and you have to go with your all. But I think sometimes people start out and they make these, these goals for themselves that are so ridiculous uh, that they can't possibly reach it. And then when they, they miss that milestone or that mark or they don't get to that big audacious goal, that's when they get, they get the setback, right? And they quit. If you set these small achievable goals, right? That's going into the, this, the next point too. If you're setting realistic goals, specific goals that you can reach short-term, in addition to the long-term goals, I really think that that helps you to stay on track. So instead of, like you said, the Snickers bar, right? Instead of picking up that Snickers bar today, swap it out for some vegetables, right? And instead of, you know, picking up that glass of wine today, pick up a glass of water. You know, it's, it's little incremental steps that can make all the difference. And it's like brushing your teeth teeth, right? We get up, I would hope, <laughs> most of us get up in the morning and, and that's like the first side of mind is, okay, I have to brush my teeth, right? You don't go out of the house, hopefully, uh, without brushing your teeth or taking a shower or the little things that we do on a daily basis that just come second nature. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers joined the 800% club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you, you and your team so look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. As you begin to create goals and then you reach those goals and you start doing it on a regular basis, it becomes second nature. So for me now, when it comes to my eating, right, the carb thing or water or whatever it is, it's just second nature. But it took 
a good three and a half, four months before that became routine. And so I think that it's, it's really important that people understand that you do, you have to start out with those small goals and create the habit rather than cutting the corners. Right. Absolutely. And I would, you know, I would, um, consider revising that 21 days to form a habit. I think that's, uh, the very bare minimum. And I think that can, uh, certainly you, you can get in that direction, but don't, don't think that once you're 21 days into something, you're all there. Uh, oh no, you know, it, especially, it especially to make the lifestyle well, change. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you know, start thinking about, you know, perhaps, um, those of us that have had poor dieting habits, uh, over the past, I don't know, I'm 60. So let's just say I've been doing something poorly in terms of diet for 50 years, uh, 21 days ain't going to cut it. And, 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 and again, it can, and the sharper you're, mind is and the more you're committed it certainly can but let, let, let's not think that you're going to get to that 21 days and be okay i got about 19 days or so into 75 hard and i, I was feeling fantastic and then I, I i had covid i got covid again and man oh man i got beat up and going back to 75 hard i've had a couple of resets after that and it's uh and and I'll have a couple more resets, but I think it's a great direction. I love the way I was feeling after the uh, 16, 17 days. I think I beat the stuffing out of my immunity, uh, which is what uh, gave me the COVID hard. And I've just decided now I'm going to get COVID hard. I've just decided I'm going to get COVID every 90 days, and this way I don't have to worry about getting a vaccine or anything else. Uh, but the the notion that I can't, you know, I gave myself the excuse, well, I'm training for a marathon, so how can I do 75 hard? And, and now I've sort of outlined what I can do over the next 75 days to accommodate both the marathon training, strength training, and 75 hard. And it's just really just getting those different uh, combinations of the lock to line up the right way and then putting in putting in the work. And, I, you know, part of the 75 hard is taking a picture of yourself. And I've got a pretty good photographic eye. I can take a picture of myself that makes things look the right way. There's something about putting on a pair of short shorts with no shirt on uh, and breathing out and taking a look at reality that causes you to say, well, I think we have an opportunity here to, <laughs> to improve. And uh, I, I raced my first race for a long time on Saturday. I'm carrying about 10 or 12 pounds of extra weight that I'm not used to when I'm running. And man, Michelle, I suffered. There is no covering up for that when you're running uh, at, at, at a pretty good clip in the humidity with a couple extra pounds, it makes all the difference in the world. So that's sort of got my commitment focused again to go in that area to get that eight, nine, ten stubborn pounds uh, that have to go off. You can create excuses or you can create solutions at the end of the day. And I know I, you talk about 10 or 12 extra pounds. I, I, it almost like brings me to tears because I can remember a year ago and like, this is how bad it got for me. I can remember a year ago, like literally I huffing and puffing up the stairs, even something as simple as like taking a shower, like it would wind me to the point of like such frustration. So I, I know like I just <laughs> that extra 10 or 12 pounds. I mean, granted I had an extra hundred, but it, it was, it was just, it's night and day. It really is. And, you know, especially when you're starting out in a program, you know, obviously we're here in the middle of summer. I mean, there are some days that it's really tough. Like I, I usually go on a three to five mile hike 
um, twice a day at least. And, you know, we had some 90, almost 100 degree days last week, which is almost unheard of here in Colorado, but it got really humid. And I could have very easily been like, you know what, it's okay if I start over. I'm just, I can't do it today. But you have to push through that. And again, it's, it's making the choice, right? You can create all of the excuses that you want, but you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And, you know, I think another thing that was really, um, it was really instrumental for me, at least, was, uh, you know, going into my fourth point here, which was joining a program, right? I really, truly believe in my heart of hearts uh, that when you make a financial commitment to yourself, I believe that you're going to be 10 times as likely to stick to it. And I know that not everybody has thousands of dollars you know, to throw to a program or something like that. But whether it's a mentorship program, taking a $99 masterclass, or even something as simple as just joining a local gym, when you put that financial investment out there, when you are spending money that you have worked hard to earn, I really truly believe that it makes a difference in your level of commitment. For me personally, you know, I invested $1,500 for a 12-week program with a trainer. It, at the time, it, it was more money than I really cared to invest in something. You know, I'm, I'm in the process of scaling and growing my business, and there were plenty of things that I could have spent $1,500 on, you know, like a pair of Valentino heels, right? But <laughs> instead, again, it was something for me that I had to make that financial commitment in order for me to make the physical commitment. And I, I really believe that that changed a lot. And again, I, I don't believe that it's something where you have to you know, necessarily invest thousands of dollars, but if you're looking to start a business or if you're looking to start a fitness program, if you're looking to make a legitimate lifestyle change, I really believe that that financial aspect and making that commitment, putting your money where your mouth is, so to speak, I think that it makes a big difference in your life. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Well, you know, it begs the question, if you're not going to spend the money on getting yourself the, uh, the, the, the body that houses your mind in order, what, 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 what's, what's a better expense? What, what are you going to spend the money on? And if you don't think you're worth it, should anybody else think you're worth it? And, and this is not about the physical way that you look, although that's really important uh, for self-esteem and for carrying yourself and having uh, the vibrant energy you need to, to transmit ideas. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it's priorities and it's not about the vanity. I look at, you know, Joy mentioned when she did her 75 card that there wasn't a, a big physical transformation for her. It was more the mental transformation, but, you know, I, and who am I to correct Joy? But there was a tremendous physical transformation. She, and she started out from a good place and I'm, talking about her and I don't feel comfortable with her, but she started out from a good place from what I could see, but she really tightened up, firmed up and, and, and made that the difference. And I, I guarantee you that she's right. The mental transformation was a bigger part of it, but don't, don't, she shouldn't uh, neglect the physical part of it. She, she looks fantastic. Her attitude's always been great. And I think, you know, it's like when you accomplish something, that requires a sacrifice. You feel great about it. You know, it's, you, you, you can't, you know, somebody, if somebody were to give me something uh, like a car or something I like, it's not quite the same as earning it, saving for it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's earn, you, you're earning the body that you've got now. And there's got to be some sort of uh, a, a satisfaction to that. And then to, to not understand that gift fully is to miss the point because, right, when you, You've lost 120 pounds, so you've learned that kind of control. Now, how do you take that into 
your finances, into growing your business, into relationships, knowing that you can stick through, you can gut out the things that you need to gut out. I think that's really the most empowering part of any of these kind of a program uh, programs. No, I completely agree with you. And I think for me, the confidence element has been monumental. I mean, just completely monumental. I lacked such confidence. I mean, and it, and it wasn't that I've always been, you know, an extroverted person and I've always been able to talk with anybody. I mean, I, I've got the gift of that. But for me personally, no matter what other people could see in me, the way that I carried myself, the way that I spoke, you know, whatever it was, I wasn't happy in my own skin. And so I think that confidence element is really what has carried out into every other aspect of my life. Now that I'm confident with myself, I know that I'm confident in my program. I'm confident with my eating habits. Now I'm really getting confident with public speaking. I'm getting confident with my business and scaling that. And again, going back to the, the age old thing that we say, again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so for me, that physical transformation and making that commitment, not just to 75 hard, but to the weight loss, the eating, the lifestyle change, all of it, it has brought out a new element of confidence in me that I am now able to carry into every other aspect of my life and in my career. And it's just, it's been monumental, just absolutely monumental. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, whether it's the physical transformation or it's starting a new company. I think what holds a lot of people back is that they lack the confidence. They don't believe enough in themselves. And you really have to take a long, hard look and, and do what I did, which is you just sit down with a, a pen and say, okay, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like I'm lacking in these particular areas of my life? And when you finally are able to identify what is holding you back, and again, for me, it was confidence, but when you're able to identify that, only then are you actually able to change that thing, right? If you can't identify well, it, you can't change it. You, you, you get those small victories, right? And you mentioned audacious, and then you, uh, you said audacious goals, and I, you know, something out of radiala always, you know, set a, set a goal, uh, and then as you start to implement the goal, if it's a, a, a worthwhile goal, it's not going to be easy. And then you're, you're going to struggle and you're going to fail. And then from the failure, you get learnings. And from the learnings, you get growth. And then from the growth, you get success. And then from the success, you can set a more audacious goal. And then you're going to go through the same uh, process again. If you're setting a goal and you can just reach it, it's not it's not high enough or tall enough or big enough but when you do set that goal what let's say it's to lose five pounds you lose the five pounds you say hey I, you know i did this right great and then instead of saying okay now i can slack off is you, you dig in a little bit more okay now let's go get that next five or or, or if you go through a um, an educational program and you, you do it and you're feeling and all of a sudden you're reading and you start one idea for me and one book always leads to another another idea and something that we can do not just to learn intellectually to learn intellectually but to learn that and then put that into practice to do something to change to keep growing and and for 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 us in business it's all about having a sustainable competitive advantage. And uh, I think Buffett, Warren Buffett described it. You're at a basketball game and you want to get a, a competitive advantage over the guy behind you. So you stand up. Uh, and But it's not sustainable because then the guy behind you stands up and then the guy behind him stands up. So it, it's got it. So I, I liken that to reading a book. You read a book and you've got a temporary uh, competitive advantage over the person that didn't read the book, but then they read the book. So you've got to constantly keep going to the point where 
your competition falls off. They just, I can't, I can't keep doing this. She's a machine. He's a machine. They don't stop. They don't stop. And as you're doing this, you're gaining so such incredible strength. And Michelle, many years ago, I'm on a sailboat with a buddy of mine. And there's not a lot of wind and we're going and he's like, oh, I could swim faster than this. I said, Chris, you don't realize how fast we're going. Oh, I can swim faster. I said, Chris, you can't swim faster than this. We're traveling at what, seven, seven, eight knots. Uh, we're, we're moving pretty good. Oh, I can swim faster than this. And I guess he'd had one or two uh, drinks too many. And he jumps overboard. And he's going to show me how he can swim and keep up with the boat. Needless to say, you know, in, in about 30 seconds, we were, you know, half a mile away from him. And I sat there and I just had this like smirk on my face. Do we go back and get him? And, you know, you've got man overboard. He was a little bit overweight. And all of a sudden he's flailing, <gasps> breathing deep, up, hit the man overboard button. Then we circled back and picked his sorry backside up. I think that's what happens when each day you're reading, each day you're getting a little bit better. You, you don't recognize the progress until you look back and you say, wow, I, you know, gosh, I was there and now I'm here. And, and those that were saying, you're going too slow, you're going too slow. You know, it's a classic story of the tortoise and the hare. And, and that tortoise that just keeps moving forward, as opposed to the hare that's running around back and forth and not accomplishing anything, uh, really tends to make the meaningful progress. So for those of us that are starting out on any endeavor, financial, business, it, it is one step at a time. It's one gram at a time. Where else would you start but on the simple tasks? And, and yeah, have a long-term vision of where you want to be, but it starts with that uh, own the day. I think uh, Andy Frisella says that, own the day. And in fact, let's break the day down. Let's own, own the morning. Let's make sure that first third of the day we're going to eat and we're going to control the nutrition that we have uh, in the first third of the day, and then when it comes to to lunch, let's 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 make sure now we we win there, and then let's uh, make sure when that last meal of the day, that last third of the day is there, that we uh, that we fuel properly, and then stop, uh, and then and then work on one simple thing tomorrow. Let's own that day. But for today, let's let's own the day, and it's really enough in the day for us. Most of us haven't screwed up yet today, so so let's own today. I absolutely love that, you know, and I liken it to like muscle memory, right? When you're trying to build that that muscle memory, it's the same thing. It's those small incremental movements that, that lead up to the fantastic result and you have to do it with consistency. And so I absolutely love that you said that. And I want to hop into kind of our last two points because I think this is another monumental thing that, that really has helped me and my growth. And I know that it's helped a lot of you on the stage. And then I want to open this up to our moderators uh, to kind of add to this conversation about you know their level of commitment how they're achieving goals uh, so the last two things that, that we're going to go over um, tell others and finding an accountability partner uh, I think these have been essential in my journey both with fitness finances um, my business journey whether it's on social media or in person I really believe that when you share your commitments it helps you stick to them um, being a part of this 75 hard BWC group um, truthfully I think is what has kept me pushing through my 75 hard journey, through my weight loss journey in general. I, I'm not, uh, I, I, pay, show, I, I posted yesterday, you know, this, this monumental weight loss of the 120 pounds and I posted the progress photos. And for me, that was probably one of the scariest things uh, that I've ever done. I'm not a vulnerable person. I try to, to open myself up sometimes and, and, you know, allow people to see into that window of my life. 
but I'm not posting it for recognition. I'm not posting it for applause. I'm posting it because I want people to understand that if I can do it, you know, in the state that I was in and after everything that I've gone through, like truly anybody can do it. And I think that element too of finding the accountability partner, whether you find it in one person, uh, somebody that can go along with you, you know, in your workout or somebody, it's a mentor that can help you, you know, grow your company or having a gym buddy, whatever it is. Um, I, I really believe that your tribe is your vibe. Um, and I think that that has just been a, a big element of why I've had the success that I've had, because the more <clears throat> that I open up and the more that I'm vulnerable, the more that I let people into that journey, the more that it pushes me and it makes me go, okay, it's not just about me now. I don't want to let that person down, or I don't want to let this group of people down, or I don't want to let the people that are using my journey for their own motivation. I don't want to let those people down. And so I think that going through any journey, having the, you know, the tribe of people around you is, is fantastic, but also like, you know, Glenn said this morning and like Tony said this morning and, you know, Brielle sharing that journey, putting it out there, not holding on to your own story and just keeping it selfishly inside. I really believe uh, that that is that is something that can help you to you know push along your path, right? Um, and you know, Brian, you do it too. You share your runs and, and your family, and and we do it. We share different things of our lives, but I, I think that that's that's really been a, a big motivator for me is realizing the number of people that are following my journey. Um, that keeps me going, and I, I know probably a lot of you on the same on the stage feel the same way. It keeps you going because it gives you that sense of responsibility. Like you're out there, and you, you know, even though you're human and you, you have, uh, you know, you, you'll come up short every now and then. You, you people are watching what you're doing and uh, you and, and and cheering for you and uh, saying, "Hey, if she can do it, I can do it." And that's the absolute truth. If 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 he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. We can do it. And I I do think that one of the collective uh, things that I love about clubhouses, we do see so many people in so many different walks of life going through life's journeys, struggles, and achieving great things and listening and saying, hey, well, if Glenn can contact Niku and she can get him to be shredding up, I can contact Niku and say, hey, I need some help here. And uh, this is not about figuring this stuff. Somebody gave you a body when you were born and they didn't give you an instruction manual. You know, So, so those that can help us along our way, somebody who's gone down that path as uh, Stephen Kuhn was talking about this morning can help you get down the path and say, hey, you know, you gotta, if you did this and this, you'd get here much quicker. Uh, and and I, I think that's what this is all about, talking about the realities of struggle. I struggle every day. Uh, you know, when I was running on Saturday, I was so frustrated because, you know, it was a, a 6K race and the, the woman I, I run with, uh, I've run, many, many marathons with, and I felt I felt it was as difficult to run a 3.7 mile race as some of the marathons we had run together. Well, why is that? It's just real simple, it's preparation. And although I've been running and training uh, somewhat, not somewhat, I've been training regularly, it's a different kind of training when you're really pressing it. And we went out way too hot, we went out way too fast, and I cooked like a tuna fish uh, that fights the, the fishermen. You know, sometimes if you know, uh, I've heard, anyhow, with tuna fish, if you make them go through a big fight before you pull them in the boat, the, the, the meat from the tuna is useless. It's cooked because uh, of the struggle they actually cook themselves. And I felt like the first 
mile or so, we went out sub seven up a hill and I was cooked by like mile one and a half. And, you know, and it sounded that, you know, in my brain, I'm having this negative talk, like, how the hell are you tired after a mile and a half? And, you know, and I, I, I also then the other voice in my head saying, well, it's, it's possibly be tired after a quarter mile if you're running hard enough. And I'm having this ping pong match. And, and you know why, Michelle, you know why that happened? Because my damn iPod wouldn't sync with my Bluetooth. So I had no music. And all that was going on was my head, uh, voices in my head playing ping pong back and forth as I was as I was running. So it's it's early in the training. It's early in the season. And that's what we, we go through on, on a daily basis. You see people that l- lose 120 pounds like you have. And I, I guarantee you along that journey, you've had some some hiccups and some moments of doubt and some is this all worth it but you push through and that's 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 the, that's what makes the story great of pushing through the adversity that's what makes the story worth reading uh otherwise, Can I? go ahead please jump in yeah just so from an outsider right listening to all both of you all the time i just wanted to say it's it's all of that but also brian it's the moments where you share about being a little bit older than some of the new sales reps and what pushes you to really be the very best or Michelle, the moments where you share about relationships and things that you've gone through where you kept going anyways, you know, where you decided to continue living life despite tragedy, you know, or Brian sitting in cabins, you know, contemplating, you know, just different things about life because you have solitude during COVID, you know, with COVID, right? It's a lot of times Real. we think that our struggles, you know, just a lot of times we think that like, it's it's the magnificent things that we see or that we hear that motivates people and inspires them to keep going. But a lot of times it's the things that we don't even realize we're sharing that people are really relating to and resonating with. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I think that those components that I shared, I, I hear that echo about both of you and a lot of other rooms. There's other things that people really talk about that, that push your stories forward that makes people not only fascinated by you, but motivated and mentored in your absence by your lives. Well, th- thank you for that, Brielle. Imagine if we're, we're reading Brielle's story and chapter one, Brielle had a wonderful childhood. Chapter two, her, her school years were fantastic. Chapter three, Brielle is living happy and, and productive. Chapter four, the book would be damn boring, right? Uh, but but it, it's, and in chapter two, Brielle you know, struggled with adversity. And in chapter three, she came back. And in chapter four, you know, this happened to her. And in chapter five, she came back. It's, it's the rocky story, right? It, it, it's the story of getting punched and knocked down and getting back up off the canvas. I think that's what you're talking about. When you reference that uh, being up in the cabin, that eight days of having COVID and, you know, and being at my house and my kids saying, dad, stay downstairs. You can't come upstairs. We don't want to get COVID. And, and I just said, you know what? I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive and go sit up at, uh, at the house up there. It was such solitude. And I did a lot of reading and introspection. And it, it you know, again, who would thought that that, that COVID experience would be a really great experience, but it was a, a great, ex- a really great experience for me. Yeah, I think that vulnerability aspect, like you talked about, I, I think that it's just, it's it's so essential 
and I struggle with it. I, I've always struggled with it, you know, putting it out there. But I think, you know, what I've learned more than anything is that it's just equally as important to share your losses as it is to share the wins, right? It's important to share the, the tragedy to triumph, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people can relate to. Maybe we haven't gone through the same thing. Um, but I think that when you're vulnerable enough to put it out there and to tell your story and to let people know that, hey, I'm a real human being. I mean, you, you can you see it all the time on social media. The people who are only posting the wins, they're, they're only posting the good. Everything that you see is, is look at me, look at my house, look at my watch, look at my car, you know, which is great. Congratulations to you. I'm, I'm glad that you've achieved that level of success. But I think that it's important to share the whole journey and not just the highlight reel. Well, so well, I love Ms. that you said that, Brielle. Michelle, a doctor is not a doctor till uh, he loses a, a patient uh, or she loses a patient. A lawyer is not a lawyer till they've they've got an impossible case and they've done something with it. A captain of a sailboat is not a captain till they're in miserable seas and he or she gets the crew out of it. And, and I think that's the, uh, and I think that's the art of being fully human is to be able to understand and, and, and practice daily for those moments when we're gonna be tested. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Hey, Jeremy Nowling here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. And I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. And you know, so most of the time we go out in the sea, and everything's okay. Uh, but I, I can tell you, if you're on a boat with me and we're going out and somehow, because of a lack of preparation or something happens and we get caught in the sea, I can tell you I'm, a, I'm the guy you want at the helm. I'll, I'll get us all back safely. But the first and most important rule being a captain is don't be out when you shouldn't be out. You know, but but uh, sometimes life throws you curveballs that you can't expect. And when uh, you do get those curveballs and you are in a situation, that's when you become a captain. Uh, the salesman isn't a salesperson until the customer says, no, I'm not interested. I'm going to get back to you. Well, that's when, you, that's when everything starts. Not when you get up in the morning and walk into the store, into the business, but it's when that customer says, no, I'm not interested. Well, I know you're not interested. If you're interested, you'd have contacted me. I'm contacting you to create some interest. That's, and, 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 that's, and that's go time. And understanding fully, those of us that are in sales, that quite often you're gonna get rejected. Uh, and, and sometimes you get rejected less than other times, like right now in, in, in sales in many industries, sales are robust and many of us are uh, experiencing some good times. It's during these good times that we tend to lose some of our skills. It's during these good times that we tend to forget that it's not supposed to be this easy and it's i think 
I think, during these times like this, that the professionals, the real pros are practicing. Are practicing because they know that this won't last forever. They know that although it's sunny and beautiful where I'm standing today, they know in several months' time I'm going to be standing in snow uh, here, and they prepare for that. And that's just the reality of it, of it all. And I think what Brielle was talking about, I think what we're talking about here is also the seasons of life. You know, that there are uh, good times. So there's, there's the spring and the growth and there's the summer and, and then there's the harvest and then there's the freaking winter. And it's been that way for about 6,000 years and it's likely to be that way for many years. So depending on what season you're in, be cheerful because th there are other seasons after it. So if you're experiencing winter now and you, you, you get busy, you can uh, rest assured that you're going to have a spring and then a summer. And if you're in the summer now, you also need to understand that... Uh, Following summer is probably going to be fall, uh, and and then after that, uh, inevitably winter. Yeah, there's definitely a season for everything, and I think that resistance element is really what builds and defines our character. If you think in terms of you know a physical transformation, you know whether you're lifting weights or using resistance bands, right? The the more resistance that you have, the the more you're going to define your body, and the stronger that you're going to become. And I think it's the same thing in life that when we go through those things, and there's pushback, and there's resistance, and we get uncomfortable, that's where we truly are seeing our character be defined, and that's where we're going to see ultimately. Growth. So I, I don't think uh, I used to think resistance and, and things that we went through in life, the pitfalls were terrible things. Uh, but the more that I've grown through my journey and embraced my faith and, and really truly understood that God has a purpose and a plan for absolutely everything that we go through in life. And although some of those things can be devastating, I really believe that good can come out of them. And so, you know, I, I just love this topic this morning. Um, I would love to open this up to our other moderators. I see Scott Simons on stage. He is definitely no stranger to commitment. I don't know if you're available to speak this morning, Scott, but I would love to hear from you. I see Barbara on stage. Scott, I see you flashing your mic. Good morning, superhuman. Well, first of all, congratulations to, to your journey and to the, I think out of 130 people in our group, we had about five complete the 75 hard challenge, which we have a Facebook group that is absolutely free. I'm going to go ahead and keep that group open as other people would like to join and some other people that, you know, haven't quite finished yet that had to do a couple resets. So we're going I think to we make it a permanent group to be perfectly honest. I've seen so many new people that are asking about it, Scott, and I think it's, it's changing lives. I mean, I, I really believe that it's changing lives and um, I say we, we make it a permanent thing and keep it open. I, I, I agree with that. And those that have, have successfully completed it become part of the alumni. And, and, yeah, and I like those, that idea. Those of us that haven't done it, you know, are the continuing students, you know. And I, hey, I love failing. I don't, you know, I don't give a damn how many times I got to fail. I'll get the damn thing. It's just, it's like I said, I got to cut out of this, and then all of a sudden that and uh, excuses. It's excuses, and and I, and then I tell myself, ah, do I do I need this? I'm working out every day as it is. Come on, man, I don't need this. And 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 then then I hear that's that that that, that excuse voice talking to me. It's an excuse voice. And are you, uh, what, what part's hard if you take a bite of drinking a gallon of water a day? You can't do that. You, you, well, you read anyhow. You work out anyhow. So add another workout to it. And it's just, I, I've just had trouble getting all that stuff together at the same time. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm there. I am there. Scott, what you got for us? Nuggets for commitment, right? How do you stay committed to your goals? Well, I think if you put yourself out there and you have a group, that 
you, you know, first of all, if you want to really make change, you know, motivation comes and goes, but if you really want to make change, profess it, profess it and put it out there on social media, join a group, have an accountability partner, you'll quit on yourself, but you won't quit on others. Most of us won't because we don't want to disappoint others. So joining that, you know, 75 hard group or professing it on social media and then actually posting where people can follow your journey. One, you'll inspire others. And two, you, the days you don't feel like doing it, you'll, you'll push through. Now I'm a person that has completed 75 hard once and I failed twice. So, you know, I, obviously I, I failed. So I've got to go back and wrestle the demons. And I'll tell you, when you put yourself out there and you don't finish what you start, it is a terrible, terrible feeling. So think twice before you commit to something and put it out there. And then just remember, if you're not being honest about something, you're only hurting yourself. So at the end of the day, if you truly don't complete something, which I truly believe everybody that said they committed and finished that hard, very difficult challenge, the percentage of people completing the challenge is, is minuscule. The, the, the probability of finishing the challenge the very first time is damn near impossible. So once you do commit to something, just remember the, the jubilation and the, the feeling of, of, of winning. Also remember that there is a really, really, really bad feeling if you don't. And I think Brian and I are dealing with it now, lies and others that need to go back and reset. Well, I'm not, I'm not beating myself up. I, I, I think it's a challenge, man. It's a, it's a mental challenge. And, you know, I've failed at most everything in my life before I got, you know, good at it. So I'm, I'm, I'll fail at this a couple more times, but I'll, I'll certainly get it. And to what you're, to what you're saying, uh, uh, you know, cheating on, on this and pretending you, you accomplished a day or something, well, wouldn't that be disgusting? You know, wouldn't that be just disgusting? It's like, you know, somebody kicking a golf, golf ball out of the rough onto the fairway. Well, that's no, no. And, and by the way, if you're that guy, that tells us all we need to know about you. Uh, so, so when I when I was going out and I was okay. Hey, when you and I are golfing, you get a club length, Ben Stock. I get you a club okay. length. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a hell of a lot more than the club length, buddy. <laughs> but 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 that's not who we are, right? That's not who we are. I, hey, you know, if we're playing basketball and I foul you, I'll raise my hand. It was me, man. I did it. Okay, sorry. Uh, and, and here, you know, I I I was close one day, and then. I said, I'm just going to go to I'll sleep. And then I woke up and I went, oh, I didn't do this. Damn it. I got to reset the whole damn thing. And, and uh, you know, but what happens if you do 10 days in a row and then you screw up on day 11? You still had 10 days that most of the world didn't have. So did you really fail? I, I don't think so. And you get started again. And if 75 hard takes me 500 days, I'm, I think I'm better off than the person that com committed and completed it after 75 days. Uh, and, and that's what I'm telling myself right now. As I'm on day 400, practice, <laughs> practicing the 75 hard. <laughs> hey, I had to restart too. I, you know, you're only cheating yourself if you're cheating it. And, you know, the proof is in the results. And I think that's honestly what has kept me going, especially like through this second round is it is, it's the posting of the progress, the pictures. Like I am, I, I, I hate doing that. I, it, it's so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable, Michelle, but it keeps me I, I accountable. Have... I've had friends that know nothing about Clubhouse say, who is that girl's joy, man? What's she doing? And, you know, and they would, they just saw her, I guess, on my Instagram page or on her Instagram page. 
and just like and, and the whole notion of 75 hard they weren't up on like what is this woman on what is she doing and and i mes- mentioned it to her you, you don't even know the people that you're impacting uh so of course there's a benefit uh to the individual but that benefit is so much greater than just that so uh, that's uh that, that that's that's great and i think to brielle's point before when you see somebody that you see like a, a glenn lundy or uh, eliza borges uh, going through this and then drop the ball, you realize that they're you know wonderfully human, and that they're like us, and and that gives you the courage to say, hey, I I can I can do this. I'm not afraid to fail. My my daughter Trinity is really 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 tough on herself, and she's she's as bright as they come. She's in the top one tenth of one percent of students in the country, and she's of age to start learning to drive. And she made me take her yesterday, early in the morning, like 20 miles away from the house to this giant parking lot. And I'm trying to realize why, why there's you know parking lots not too far from here. Because she didn't want anyone else to see her struggling with something because that's not what she's used to. And, and I said, well, that's both a good and a bad trait at the same time. And by the way, if you haven't taught your kids to drive a car, that's one of the most horrifying experiences you can have in, in, in life. I put my foot through the artificial floor brake a thousand times sitting in the passenger seat as uh, I'm driving with her. But I, I realized she was afraid of failing. And I tried to tell her, hey, we all fail. It's part of it. You know? and, I, and I said, look at that quad. And he's driving. Look at that quad. She's driving. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. You figured everything else out in life. You'll figure it out. And it sort of took some of the pressure off of her she you know she wants to go out and drive perfectly the first time and it's just not how it's going to be that is so funny because the idea that i mean you're right <laughs> look at that quad they're driving but that's it when you see someone else make a similar mistake or even a hiccup and i don't know if that's how it should be right but when you when you know that other people um go through challenges or we're not completely perfect all of the time in what they're doing. It gives you the ability to give yourself um, grace. Grace would be the word. It, it allows you to have grace to with yourself. Right? Permission to fail. Uh, and, and, and mentioning, like, that person's a clod. He, he, he can't string a sentence together. He, he, he drives around, you know, so don't worry about it. You'll be fine. But, uh, no, I, I think that's so, so true. I, I mean, I, there are so many times in my life that the only reason I think I've gotten through a particular thing is because I go, okay, somebody else I know is, has gone through this or is going through something similar and realizing that we all have that human element. And, you know, this morning we're talking about staying committed to your goals. And I think that that, that really is, it's a driving factor is understanding that it is okay to fail. It is okay to make mistakes. It is okay to be a human because every single one of us goes through it. None of us have not fallen short at, at one point or another. And, you know, speaking of commitment, I really want to wrap up this last five minutes. Glenn, you were, uh, you were doing your elite earlier, but guys, can we please just have an encore round of applause for Mr. Glenn Lundy and his 900 episodes. You want to talk about a champion and somebody who has stuck to commitment and goals. He's put this amazing space together for all of us. Glenn Lundy, truly from the bottom of my heart. I love my friend. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank just you. Be- Thank you. Welcome to the starting line, man. You're just getting started. 
So, Glenn, what is what has kept you going? What what is if you had one takeaway, you know, to give everybody one nugget to drop before we close the segment about staying committed to your goals? What do you, what would you say has been your biggest driving factor? I think I probably know what it is, but I would love to hear it in your own words. You know, it's the impact that it's been able to make in other people's lives. That that's what keeps me showing up. You know, some days I don't feel like it. Some days I was up late. Some days I was traveling. Some days I was whatever. But it's like if I don't show up, you know, who who's going to? You know, who's going to? There might be somebody sitting there. You know, when we open this room in the morning, when we open this room here on Clubhouse at 5 a.m., within seconds, there are people that are flowing into this room, right? There are people flowing into the room. So I think about their life. I think, okay, what what were they doing five minutes before the room started? What were they doing last night when they went to bed and they set their alarm clock and they said, you know what, I can't wait to be in this room. I can't wait to learn. I can't wait for the energy. I can't wait for that frequency. Like, I don't know what they got going on. Maybe they're addicted to drugs. Maybe they're, maybe they got an alcohol issue. Maybe there's an issue in their relationship. Maybe they're struggling financially. Maybe they're struggling with their purpose or their place. Uh, I don't know why each and every person that is in this room right now is in the room. I can't say that, but I know that everybody is in this room for a reason. And so what motivates me to show up is the accountability on the other side that I have made a commitment. I have said, this is where I'm going to be. And there's people counting on me to do that, you know? So it's like Brian was talking about. It's not, and those are just people, the faces that I see. What about the trickle effect and the ripples and, and, and all of that, you know, the connections, the relationships, nothing makes me happier, Michelle. Nothing makes me happier than to know that you came to one of my events, went up on a stage, held a freaking snake, shared your truth, faced your fears, fought your battles, and now here you are, a whole human less weight-wise, 120 pounds less, and now you're inspiring other people to go into 75 hard, to look at their fitness, the way they eat. You're inspiring people. You made that post yesterday, which I told you to put your face in there because I want to see your smiling face. I did. I added the picture. I added it. I added a picture smiling too. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> right? But nothing makes me happier than to know that that all started with a spark that you got at an event that we created, right? And so when I see a picture online of Scott Simons and Joy hugging, or I see a picture of, uh, you know, William or, or Tamara or Brielle, and they're connected with somebody that they made a connection through Breakfast Champ. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm freaking talking about. Let's go. Uh, you mean all I have to do is show up? That's all I have to do. If I show up at 5 o'clock a.m., Every day. If I show up at 5.30 for Rise and Grind, if I show up, relationships will be started, lives will be transformed, people will take action. It matters if I show up. That alone is all I need. What if I don't? What if I don't show up? Then what are you doing with your mornings? Then these relationships don't happen. Then God can't do what he planned to do through me he can't do it if I don't show up. So that's what moves me. That's what motivates me. 900 down, however many more to go. 
I will keep showing up until literally God's like, okay, here's what I've got next. I'll keep showing up till then. That ripple effect that you talked about, I mean, Glenn, I'm, I'm telling you that single invite from Lisa Copeland several years ago, that moment on your stage, getting to connect with you, that brief blip in my life has had a bigger impact than I can ever express to you in words. Like literally, Glenn, I cannot even put into words what it has done for my life, the connections, the relationships, the people that I'm surrounded with, every single thing in my life. Don't get emotional. Don't moment. get emotional. It, it, I do because no, it's, don't. it's we're been not done with so you. We're not, we're not done with you, girl. We're not done with you. <laughs> well, I'm not done emotional with you. now. You got a long, long way to go, man. This is phase one. Get the body uh, in, in shape, the mind at the same time. Phase two is put all that that you've done into action, man. Action. You got. You've got a lot to give to a lot of people. So. It's all well, I'm good. humbled and I'm humbled. I want to share something also. I'm on the, uh, I was at a, a, an automotive event, automotive conference, and uh, and there's this guy in this freaking suit, and he, uh, he's he got an entourage of freaking people around him. He's walking through, dude, like Jesus walking through this freaking conference. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He's got all these freaking people around him. It was and Brian Benstock. Yeah, it was Brian Binstock. I, he walks up to the stage, man, and he freaking delivers this message about the future is frictionless and all this stuff. And I'm like looking him up, and I'm like, who the freaking this guy is a freaking animal, man. He's a beast. They got to freaking know this guy. So I go over, and I wait in a line of like freaking 30 people so I can shake his hand for freaking 12 seconds, right? And now him and I have become dear friends. He hosted us in New York City. My daughter got an amazing experience. I got to speak to his team. He's spoken into my masterminds and my groups. We've shared stages together all over the United States of America. Wasn't it awesome? Wasn't it awesome? <laughs> I, I got to speak on a stage with, uh, uh, with Eric Thomas because of yes, yes. I, 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 sat, I sat there on the floor in front of him like a little kid. You oh my did. god it was so <laughs> awesome but see think so. about that that's because brian showed up that day he showed up and that inspired me and now we've been able to do more things that have inspired others so it's just so important man you have to show up in your truth you have to show up with your voice you have to show up with your message it matters man it freaking matters thanks for showing up brian benstock I love that. Keep showing up, guys. If you take nothing else away from the segment this morning, keep showing up. And uh, we will be back here Friday. Can't wait to share some fitness tips with you guys. It is the top of the hour. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. I believe Dr. Laura Wild is up next. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, lovely people, for that. And I love that story about Brian Benstock. That's exactly how I imagine he walks around. So when I meet Brian Benstock, I'm going to No! I would have never imagined that. (laughs) Never. Never. When I think about him, I think, you know, it's so crazy. I would have never imagined that. He's so, he's so big, right? Like his personality is so big that you just feel like it's all him. You would never think that he walks around with others because he's he takes up the whole room. Stop, you know? stop it. Come on. You're well, just yeah. like, oh, 
I met you. I met you at uh, ten. I know, and, and you didn't have an entourage. It was it was you and maybe a couple other people. You know, all yeah. I saw was you. All I saw was you. Yeah. There was probably an entourage. Yeah, all I saw was you. And oh I've said that God. in many occasions. Like when I met him at ten X, a few hours later, there was a huddle of girls over by the bar talking about this guy. And I've said, I've shared this on this stage before. There was just a, a huddle of women uh, talking about this guy that they met. And they went through a full-on description of this myth. They're like, I know he's a bodybuilder and he's so hot and all of these things. Thousands of compliments. And as they described him, immediately, I knew it was Ben Stock because they started nah, talking talk about, about his accent. They were talking about my buddy that I was there with. Yeah, they no, they were talking about, about buddy Pacheco. Oh, I want to no. be someone's Brian Benstock. Hey, no, hey, they were talking about Ben Stock. Wait, does he have a? Does he have an accent? Does he talk like you? He does. He does. He does. I'm t- and, and he's a former uh, number seven Mr. Olympia in the world. Uh, they were talking about him. And we were at we were at lunch. Listen to this. We were at lunch, and the waitress comes over and she goes, "Do you?" Do you, are you a bodybuilder? And he, he says, oh, he's very, he's very bashful. She goes, can I see your abs? And I'm like, oh, no, don't do it. Because he is that one guy. Okay, hey, boom, stands up, unbuttons his shirt. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's freaking crazy. And he's just, he's just that guy. But uh, it's a pleasure to train with a guy like that. Because in addition to being an absolute uh, athlete from, uh, in mus- muscular shape to cardio shape to flexibility, he's really humble. He's really a nice guy. So they were talking about him. I wish they were talking about me. You know what's so funny is they described that, that was the description, and the way that you described him was the way that he was described. So it could have been him, but that very much describes you as well. Spectacular, but very very humble. So it's, it's kind of you to say. Thanks, Brielle. And, and you know what? You must need more sleep. You got to get some sleep because I think you get, you're getting delirious right now. <laughs> you guys are a mess. You guys are a mess. I love it. We're All right, Laura, good. take it away. Yeah, Laura, will you give us a good, strong room reset and then kick us off? A good, strong room reset. You know it, Glenn Lundy. So thanks so much, Glenn Lundy. Oh, first of all, you know, really quickly, let's unmute and you can act 12 or tap your mics because that was such a beautiful segment. Was it not? Show your appreciation, fam. Thank you, Phil and Brian. Awesome, awesome, awesome segment. Thank you. Holla. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone involved, everyone on stage, everyone in the at the table, because you are at the Breakfast with Champions table. There's not actually a stage. It just looks like it, sort of, kind of. But just look at the person to your left and to your right and know that they're sitting next to you at a table, and this table has place for everyone. We are an inclusive group. This is Motivational Monday. The club was started by Glenn Lundy mm, pretty much half a year ago. So where were you half a year ago and where are you now? If you're not following the club, you just tap on that greenhouse, the very top, and that'll allow you to find our room really easily in any other rooms that people from the club start. So I'm so grateful that you all are here with us today. Motivational Monday, we are here to help you get started and help you live your best life. So I'm Laura Wild, and I work with professional athletes and I help them get in the flow state, and I'm also a mind-body health practitioner, which I don't talk about that that much. And today, what I'd like to ask you and to discuss with you is how are you going to make quantum leaps? Because 2021 is halfway over. So, and to me, I heard that last week, and I hadn't thought about it, and I I was like, whoa. 
this year feels like it's kind of a blur, kind of like last year was a weird blur. So I want to help us all recognize what a quantum leap is and make them together. So before I start, I'm just going to have my DJ, actually, no, the sound guy, Alpha 6. Drums, please. Thank you for that. You know, that song brings back memories to me of riding around as a teenager uh, by the lake in Dallas, Texas. So summertime, because yes, summer just began. And for some of us in places like Georgia and Florida, it's been summer for many months. So I want to welcome you to the second half of 2021. And I want to encourage you along with me and everyone else here at the breakfast table to be looking at where we can take quantum leaps. So first, what is a quantum leap? That is when we collapse time to do something in a week that might have taken us a month or even a year. And so when I say collapse time, so let's think of Clubhouse as an example of a way we can take quantum leaps. So if you're like me and many people right now at this breakfast table, when you started on Clubhouse versus now, you have met people and collaborated and really up-leveled. And feel free, everyone, to tap your mic when you want to. And you know me, I run a... I like to run a not as such a tight ship. So if you're inspired, you can unmute and say woo or something like that. So we're going to really keep this conversational as much as woo! possible. <laughs> and I'll be definitely asking questions. Woohoo, Glenn Lunday. So when we collapse time to do something quickly, we that's kind of like a quantum leap, right? We actually go from point A to point Z and we're like, wait, what happened to the steps in the middle? So one of the ways to do that that I use a lot is prayer. One time I had till midnight to get out of an apartment, I had to put everything in storage and it was an impossible physical feat. And I was on my knees because I did not know what in the world to do. My friends had helped me as much as they could. And I had had someone babysit my son. He was quite young then. And I got down on my knees in front of that storage unit and I just heard, just start, just start. And so I started. And then in this weird sort of dreamlike state, I opened my eyes at 11.58 and it was all completed. And I had prayed so hard the whole time I prayed, I was whispering, dear God, please help. So I had a couple hours to do massive work. And that was the first time I really recognized like this incredible, the, the, the way that uh, prayer isn't just about energetic stuff, but the physical material matter in our lives can be completely shifted, right? We don't have to just live in the world of what we think it is. There are sometimes things beyond what we can see that are going to happen and we can chalk it up to absolute grace. So instead of slogging along like a caterpillar, I prayed and I turned into a butterfly like overnight. Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. So there's a, a quote from Socrates that, and this is what kind of helped me with this. So the quote from Socrates, I love, it says, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. So I'll read that again. It's by Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. 
So how many places in your life do you have this where you're worried about what used to happen or what did happen instead of putting all of your energy into the next thing or to the proper future, right? The future is frictionless, right? You guys all just heard that. So if half of 2021 has passed and we still need to make a quantum leap, but maybe there's a goal you haven't yet achieved, don't worry. You can have a quantum leap. So what needs to change and how do you get there? So I want to encourage you to do a couple of things. One, to be using the flow state because the flow state is basically the zone. And there's this fascinating part of it where you experience what's called transient hypofrontality. So if you guys are driving, don't worry about taking notes. If you have a quick question, you can always DM me and I'll tell you what, you know, how to spell these things, or I'll, I'll tell you the quote. So transient hypofrontality, that is when our prefrontal cortex stops keeping track of time. So time ceases to exist. It doesn't stop. It just stops existing. So if you can get in the flow state, when you're working on doing the things you want to accomplish, then you're going to actually be able to make that quantum leap. And there's a book recommended by, of course, Alpha 6 called Decoding Greatness. It's actually a, a present. Thank you, Alpha 6. And there are five simple ways, you know, because there's a, an app I use called, I think, Blinklist. It helps me read books in like 20 minutes because I want to get through a lot of books. So I'm just going to do a little quick Blinklist for this book, Decoding Greatness by Ron Friedman. So he says, five ways the visualizing process makes you perform better. Because if you really want to make a, a huge quantum leap in your life, you're going to want to visualize it first. So the first way is it helps you identify obstacles. So as you start to visualize it, you may notice something that you want to shift or get out of the way. And you know, half the time it's ourselves, right? So you're going to identify any obstacles before you encounter them, which means you can go around them or you can just blast through them. So it also can help you have an emotional preview. And that's really important, right? If you want to make a quantum leap, like when John, when John, uh, Jim Carrey wanted to make money, he wrote a check to himself for $10 million and he dated it three years in advance. And he was visualizing what it would feel like to cash that check, to have that kind of lifestyle. So it's really important to add your emotions in to anything you're going to step into. If you're going to buy a new house or you're going to have a new job or you're having a child or you're getting married, go to that emotional level because that is really what's going to help open up the neural pathways and imprint it upon your subconscious mind. And the best thing about our subconscious mind is that it just does the thing, right? So if you have that emotion and you connect with it, then your subconscious mind begins to act as if it's a memory. And so now if you want to win the world championship, instead of having to push through all the static and all the resistance, if it's become more like a memory because you've visualized it, like I have the players I work with, I have them literally, I'll say, um, like last year, I'd say, hey, what's it going to feel like when Paul George comes up and gives you a huge sweaty hug because you just made the three-point shot to win the game? You know, imagine running over to Doc Rivers. What does his voice sound like after you guys win? Because Doc Rivers has that real, I can't even do it, but he's got this voice, right? So I have them hear the sounds. What does the crowd at Staples sound like? Think of the announcer as he's announcing things. So I have them go so deep that by the time they're done with the visualization, this is how I wow my rookies, right? The first time I meet a rookie on our team and I do a session with them, I make them visualize winning the championship so crazily that they walk out of there like stunned. And I also have them imagine that they are an absolute all-star. They got to feel it. What does it feel like to be a perennial all-star? And there is a particular athlete I worked with that everyone said, oh, he's okay. He had a huge, incredible breakout game. Guess what he did? 
he imagined he was a world champion and an all-star for a whole season. And it's starting to show up in his actual physical life beyond what anyone thought. He's made a quantum leap in talent and you can too. You are capable of far more than you've ever imagined because all that you imagine you can be is based on your perceived potential. It's important to know that you are more than your perceived potential. You are infinite, you're limitless, and especially you're capable of doing impossible things, right? That's why I love Alice in Wonderland. She talks about impossible things. Alice in Wonderland learned that if you thought it was impossible, it was. So she started recognizing, and I think you can name something impossible, but know that that doesn't mean it's impossible to you, right? So the other thing, so I'm gonna have the five ways that visualizing can help make you perform better. So the first one was identify the obstacles. The second one was the emotional preview. And you want to link onto that. So huge. And there's even a lady on our stage who won the lottery that way. So you may not get excited about a world championship, but I know one thing is I get excited about lotteries. Ain't that right, Tara? Or Tara. I haven't seen you in so long, girl. Tara. <laughs> so then the other thing is you can, what uh, Ron Friedman says is you can front load decisions. So basically you actually start to plan uh, the more uh, the details. So you visualize it, you go, oh yeah, I'm going to succeed in this place, not this place, right? So for me, I decide, okay, I want to spend, you know, the month here in a quiet place in Georgia because I have a great studio here. As I visualized the things I needed to accomplish, I realized I needed to be in this space where I'm not distracted. So you front load the decisions by visualizing the entire process. You start to understand the details, right? The how shows up for you. It's not your business to focus or worry about the how, but let it come to you. Let it show up and you become aligned with it. And then you can also grow your confidence. So imagine that you, you have a huge meeting or you're going to ask for a huge contract. And when you walk in for that, you've already done it in your mind 500 times. Cause I don't want you to visualize something once. If you're going to make a quantum leap in your life, you want to visualize it every day, put up the note, like a uh, Dominique Murphy, who you guys may have seen on clubhouse. I, I love Dominique Murphy. She's got an affirmation that says, why not me? Why not me? She helps. She uses that to help her overcome small thinking. Why not me? You know, she's an Emmy award-winning journalist. So you have to start to notice that you are capable of incredible things. So you grow your confidence by visualizing. Cause the one great thing about visualizing is that you don't have to worry about anyone seeing you fail. And so like Scott was talking about earlier, we might quit on ourselves, right? And, and, but we won't quit with, with someone else. So when you start to visualize and you grow your confidence, you actually stop quitting on yourself. So you want to make sure you see where you are stopping yourself from your greatness. And so just by visualizing, you start to notice, oh, and I want you, when you visualize the quantum leap you're going to take to notice in your body, for example, right now, pick something huge. Like for me, I'm going to imagine having a hundred million dollars in the bank. So as soon as I imagine that, like I really, am, I get to that space. I look at the bank balance. What do you feel when you think that for me, my upper lungs get heavy and I go, Oh, I like, I feel stressed. Like I'm stressed about big, awesome things in my body. And you might be too. So you want to have a, an awareness of that. When you think about big, awesome things, does something get stressed within you? Because if it does, that's your emotional body blocking you. And if your emotional body is blocking you from your greatness, you want to be aware of that because awareness is the gift. So do it again. Think about a big, huge, awesome thing. You're going to do a huge, awesome thing. 
and then breathe into it. If you feel the tension or the stress, just breathe into that. I'm just gonna breathe into my lungs. And I'm gonna affirm, I am okay. I am prosperous. Thank you, God, right? You can just affirm. Use your the biggest prayer of all, gratitude. Macro gratitude, that's when you feel it in your bones, your soul, your spirit. So as you feel any resistance, as you're visualizing your quantum leap, just get into a space of macro gratitude for the thing, for the big, huge, amazing thing. So you don't have to have the tension in your emotional body, which means you drop the resistance, which means it's a quantum leap. And the reason that I love quantum leaps, and when I first heard about it, was when I was a kid, I think I was 10 years old when I read the book, A Wrinkle in Time. And I think guys, that's when I went off on my weird path. A Wrinkle in Time was the book that opened my mind to the quantum world. And they even, you know, it's made into a movie now, which I, you know, they didn't make books into movies the same way they do now when I was a kid. So I just had to read about it. And I'm going to tell the story a little differently, but let's just imagine, because I like caterpillars, as you know, I know we could all move out of our caterpillar stage together into the butterfly and get our wings. And so if you had a caterpillar on a big, huge, long rope, and the caterpillar was walking on one end of the rope and wanted to get to the other end of the rope, let's say the rope's 10 feet long. Well, it's going to take the caterpillar a little while to get there. But if you could pick up the rope and bring the two ends closer together, and now there'd be a slack part of the rope that would drop down in the front, right, in the, to the ground, and the caterpillar would only have to clear a foot of that rope because you intervened, that would be like a quantum leap. So all the time in our lives, God is offering us the wrinkle in time, right, the quantum leap. We can collapse time. So that's why it's so important to enter as often as possible that flow state. It get, you get there through prayer, breath work, meditation, all three together combined, boom. So you want to be looking for the places where you can have the quantum leap, where you don't have to do the 30-foot crawl along the rope because we're not meant to stay the caterpillar. We're meant to be the butterfly, to be free, to soar, right? So the flow state is a place to get there. So transient hypofrontality is where time ceases to exist. We could do our quantum leap. So I actually had this thought the other day. It's kind of unrelated, but I want us to be thinking about this because we know that form follows consciousness. In other words, uh, our spirit will uplift our thoughts and our thoughts will shift and create uh, the material world around us, right? Our prayer, our thoughts shift and create the, the physical world around us. So if form follows consciousness, you guys probably have heard this. I have when they say, oh, you know, all the stars that you see, you know, some of the stars have died already. So the star died and it still looks like you can see it, but you know, we won't be able to see that it's died for a thousand years. And then I was wondering, well, do the stars ever look at us and do their star mommies and daddies say the same thing about us? Oh yeah, Laura. Yeah. She's over there in the North and uh, the Northern hemisphere. Yeah. She died 10,000 years ago, but you can still see her like she's real. And it just kind of, you know, made me wonder, huh, am I, you know, are we really still here? Because form follows consciousness. So our consciousness is that, that higher vibration, that frequency. So what is your frequency? What's your consciousness? Because if you're sitting in a place where you're not happy with what you're doing with your money, your job, whatever, that's okay. That's the form. It'll follow the consciousness of you. Shift your frequency, shift your vibration, visualize, get connected, pray, Pray deeply from macro gratitude and your form, your physical world will change and it will change in a quantum leap. So we can have a quantum leap if we shift our consciousness. This is true. And so self-awareness is how, how we get there. 
awareness of what we feel in that emotional body. What did you feel when I say, imagine your big, huge, amazing thing and you felt some tension in your body. Whoa, I didn't realize that maybe I was blocking myself. I didn't realize that being a multimillionaire hurt my body. And it really isn't that it hurts your body. It's just resistance. How do you get rid of resistance? You breathe through it and you use macro gratitude, which I call macro gratitude, the deepest level of full body immersion, full mind immersion, full heart immersion into gratitude. So make sure you're speaking into the universe, that quantum leap you intend to take. And we can speed up the evolution of humanity if we all take quantum leaps. Just imagine if every single person at this breakfast table had a quantum leap by the end of 2021, what that would do for humanity. Because together, this group of us, almost 600 people have incredible power because form will follow consciousness. So as we all shift our consciousness and become more self-aware, the world, the material world around us will shift and change. So we don't have to be overly worried and concerned about this virus or that lockdown because we all have the chance to make a quantum leap and bring all of humanity with us. We truly do. So I believe that Clubhouse is a platform for quantum leaps. I, I really have noticed the collaboration and meeting new friends and how we're all quickly rising together. So I'd like to challenge all of you to consider how you might take a quantum leap in your life. Like what will you do? What's your quantum leap going to be? And I like to ask is, you know, five to 10 people to give me their quick share on either a quantum leap you've made because of clubhouse or the quantum leap you intend to make. So who would like to talk about a quantum leap that they are going to make? Alan, I'm going to have Alan go first and you can tap your mic to let me know if you'd like to speak. I'm going to have Alan go first for the quantum leap and who I'll else? Go. Go. Okay, good. Alan and then Laura, uh, Lauren. Okay, great. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate this. I've been listening to the show since it started this morning. It's been amazing. Uh, I've just finished a great uh, coaching session with a client too. And uh, my quantum leap, uh, Clubhouse has been a quantum leap for me. I've only been using the app actively for two months since April. Um, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't believe that I actually downloaded it in January and it only took me, it took me until April to start actually using it. It's been amazing since then. I've been able to connect with amazing people. And one of the and part of that quantum leap for me is obviously making those connections and then taking those connections onto Zoom and having face-to-face -face Zooms with so many great, amazing people. And the next step I've taken is I'm actually flying to Florida tomorrow and I'm going to be in New York at the end of this end, end of July to connect with some of you American people in person. I can't wait for that. So yeah, thank you so much for letting me share. I'm about to go and start my gratitude room that runs every single day at 1.30. So I'm going to have to leave here in the next few minutes. But thanks so much for an amazing show to everybody who's contributed. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. And now uh, Lauren and I, maybe Molly wanted to go after that. Go, Lauren. Hello, my dear. Hello and good morning. And I love that you're saying quantum leap, Laura. I can't stop playing those two words on repeat on my, in my head this morning. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. And um, one of the biggest quantum leaps I've done is obviously be on Clubhouse. When I first started, it was really, really hairy and scary. And I'm like, what am I doing on here? <laughs> This is a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. And as I immersed myself into it, I said, no. And I listened to my gut instinct of, there is so much here for you. You just have to lean into it. And so I did. And the first room I went into was Breakfast with Champions. And I hung out in the audience and I started my day differently. It got me out of bed differently. And I started to think differently. And it was that whole thing about grow your network and grow your net worth, right? Well, lo and behold, a week after I was on um, Clubhouse, that's when I said, okay, enough thinking about this podcast. I'm going to do it. And I sure did. And so I eventually, I just jumped into it. I had no idea what I was doing. I found the deep end. I went right into it and I just started swimming. 
and I was little Nemo, just swimming, or, or, or Dory, or whomever, and I'm swimming, swimming, swimming. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I meet all you fabulous people. And now I'm in Breakfast with Champions every single morning. I get to give a segment on Thursday and pour into people. And I feel like I'm on this amazing turbo that's just taking me through life. And it's all because I leaned into the calling of, I need to be here. There's something that I need to do. And this is my moment. So I'm just going to capture it and go after it. So I just want to say thank you so much for your segment, Laura. Thank you to Glenn. That's amazing. 900 episodes. And I am so happy to be a part of this movement. And I encourage anyone, if you have anything leaning on you, anything at all, and you're like, I know I'm supposed to be, do it. Today's the day. It's Monday. It's the perfect day to start. Lean into it. You're amazing. We got you. Thank you, Laura. Back to you. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate you so much for that. And love that you spoke it into existence because really that's how people show up to help us. So I have time for one more. Molly, did she, did she talk about my, Oh, Brielle, Brielle, and then Molly. Yes. Molly, go for it. You can go first. I'll just go real quick. Um, great segment, Laura. Um, I was just clapping, but I'm happy to share um, that, you know, I guess the quantum leap for me is getting comfortable sharing my story, which is ironic. And I thank Clubhouse for it so much. But it's ironic because for five years, I've been getting everyone to share their story on, on platforms, but I really not shared mine and and so thankful for Clubhouse and realize the value of it and how easily it helps you connect with others and network with others when you're willing to share the vulnerable parts of who you are with everybody. So really that's been um, a big change for me this year. It's, it's let me uh, speak on stages, both virtual and in person, um, sharing my story. So just really appreciative of, of that. Okay, my turn really quick. Laura, have you used the word quantum leap before? Um, yeah, I used to do a program for high school athletes called the Quantum Leap, so like, de you know, like a decade but ago. Like here, so here's the thing. Every time I talk about you, I use that word. So I was talking oh. literally less than 24 hours ago. I was talking to you about you, and I said, Laura's going to talk tomorrow about Quantum Leap. I swear this is happening. I oh swear this happened. But I said it because, not because it was actually Quantum Leaps, but there used to be a TV show called quantum leap and when you talk about the concepts that you speak of it always reminds me of the tv show where someone jumps from one body to the next body and lives this other life right like because we can yeah. because we can transform into like formidably into whatever we want so i love what you're talking about um today it's super impactful uh for me a quantum leap I literally feel like a different human. So on Saturday, I swear this is 30 second, 35 seconds. On Saturday morning, I was in Breakfast with Champions. And right before I came in, I heard a segment somewhere else about changing your phone password. So I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to change it all the time. I haven't changed it. I changed it. So I'm in Breakfast with Champions. I get to the airport. I try to get in my phone and I can't. And then I can't again. So I disable my phone. First it's five minutes, then it's 10. I literally forgot whatever the password was until finally, now it's disabled for an hour and then I'm locked out. It says connect to iTunes. So I'm freaking out because I have to find an Apple store. I'm out of state. And so for the whole day, I was without, really without my phone and something happened, right? And I don't know if it's the same as a quantum leap, but I'm gonna say that with when I did not have access for whatever reason, 
obviously it's disabled to my phone, I had to like just process things differently and think about things. And I thought of you and I thought, what would, because you said once, if you could put yourself in someone else's body. So I did that. I said to myself, what would, insert name, someone else do in this situation? And I began to process as if I was someone else to get through that. I was like, how am I going to find an Apple store without GPS to fix my phone, to plug it in, to connect it to all of these things? But I had to live as if I was, I had to use someone else's brain, basically, to get through the situation. Um, but in that, it really, it just changed. Like, I guess I didn't come back or whatever, but um, I really had a surreal experience um, using one of the processes that you taught. So I just wanted to say thank you. Great, great lessons always. Hey, Brielle, I first of all, I love that you knew it was going to be about Quantum Leap, and maybe that's why it was, because uh, people were asking me what I was going to talk about, and not once did I say Quantum Leap. That kind of, at the last minute, I, I was like, wait, I want to go in this direction. And I had this whole thing kind of points written out, and I was like, wait, Quantum Leap, that's how we up-level Motivational Monday. But you actually, it seems like you became someone brand new. Like you had to shift, you, like, you, knew, you were like a shapeshifter in a good way, and you up-leveled. So I love that. So I just want to encourage all of you and thanks everyone who shared. I want to encourage you to post your quantum leap. Maybe post it in your story. You can tag me or Glenn and I'll repost it. I'm not promising Glenn. Glenn's got like eight kids to repost. So we can't really, you know, add like another 500 children, you know? So, oh, if you guys haven't been checking out Glenn's story and post, wow. He's, he's finally like really sharing his family in a fun way. So a quantum leap is something that we can all take we only need visualize really deeply, add your emotion. And if you have any questions about that, just feel free to reach out to me. I'm Laura Wild, and this is Breakfast with Champions. And I'm going to pass to the sound, the best sound man on the planet. And thank you so much. This has been my time. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Thanks, Alphabetics. That's an honor of Laura Blueberry Wild and McKinley. I don't even know McKinley yet. I'm really excited. McKinley, hello. Passing to you, my friend. Take it away. Hey, McKinley. The mute button's on your right. No, I'm just joking. That was a welcome banter. Oh, but McKinley don't fell off the stage. No, he's still under me. I think maybe you just didn't know where the mute button was, so I was taunting him. <laughs> McKinley! I mean, since he's not here yet, we can always talk is. about him if he is here, right? <laughs> McKinley Sterling is coming to the stage, guys. We're super excited to have him. He is a super connector. He is a model turned motivational speaker, so go to his Instagram. Social media and marketing consultant and a multi-hyphenate person of influence. So what he's going to talk about today is something regarding mindset and transformational growth masterclass. So we're excited to have McKinley. And McKinley, are you here? Yes, I am here. Thank you so much, Brielle. And good morning, good morning, good morning to all of my champions. 
I'm a big fan of starting my day with gratitude and what we're thankful for. So I want to say thank you to Glenn Lundy for believing in me and giving me the opportunity to speak. I met some incredible people uh, because of this room. Many, many of the other moderators and speakers I've collaborated with, they speak in my rooms. I've spoken in their rooms. And I built a big community here in part because of Glenn Lundy. So I want to give him his flowers. We don't follow brands and businesses. We follow people. And Glenn is a person like me who sees gifts in others, even when they can't see it in themselves. I'm not new to this beautiful room, guys, and the people here, but it is my first time as a moderator. And for those in the audience who don't know, my name is McKinley. I'm a model, actor, and entrepreneur. Brielle, that was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much again for that. When Glenn offered me a, a recurring spot um, in the morning, initially, I, I had mixed feelings. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not a morning person. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Oh, Clubhouse is dead. It's not relevant. Oh, I need to focus on my, my acting and I'm getting too many acting auditions. That, that's why I moved here. I, a lot of excuses. I posted something and tagged him, you know, I, I can't complain if my goal was to eat. He had offered me uh, this spot to speak some time ago um, and I had declined for those reasons. Uh, but one thing I know for sure is my, my dream to be a Hollywood brand. I've never given up and lost sight of my dream, you know, and, that, and that's a difficult thing, you know, like, like Oprah, like, like Whoopi Goldberg, like Trevor Noah, these are people who have, you know, th that I look up to people like Glenn Lundy, I look up to him. And rest and recovery is important. But people like Glenn, like me, like many on the stage, they push through and get things done despite all the odds. Another great leader you guys probably heard of is Warren Buffett. Let me see a mic flash for those of you who have heard of Warren Buffett. I know you guys have. Let me see, it's time to wake up. You know, we are waking things up here in the morning. I see a lot of mic flashes for Warren Buffett. Yes, absolutely, guys. I see that, I see that. So, sorry, I'm looking here at my notes. Leaders like Warren Buffett swear by they, 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 leaders like Warren Buffett, uh, Warren Buffett wrote a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. He swears by that book. Um, I've read the book and uh, since I'll be here weekly, it's too much pressure today to get into my life story. We have lots of time. Now that I'll be speaking regularly at this time slot, time slot, you know, for the next 30 minutes, I'll be here every Monday. I committed to Glenn for, with that. Um, and so I don't, people that know me know that I have a tendency, I can talk a lot, you know, and so, but I have 30 minutes. So I want to make the best use of this 30 minutes, 30 minutes as I can, not necessarily get into a long winded explanation of my story right now. Um, but what I'd like to do, since I'll be here weekly, uh, is to talk about what it means to influence people. 
I've been thinking a lot lately, thinking a lot, like just this brainstorming, this, this planning, the strategizing, just thinking a lot about influence, you know, what it means to influence people. Like many of the mods on stage, for me, a, like many of the, the moderators on stage, these are leaders. These are leaders. And let me, let me, I need to go look at, look, look at you guys right now because I'm so inspired by all of you. I mean, Dr. Janie, you know, Scott, uh, Dr. Shapiro, Dr. Rowe, Alpha Sit, uh, Tamra, Brielle, Sarah, Lolita, Monica, Michelle, Michael, B, Laura, Sarah, Joy, Jeff the Entrepreneur, Kelsey, Lauren, Molly. These are people who inspire me, you know, and coaches need coaches, you know, these are leaders. And uh, so I'm inspired every morning, you know, coming into this room. And uh, it's because, you know, I so believe in Glenn and, and, and kind of his, his leadership and the people that he brings together. It truly is an honor to be here. So today I want to I, I I talk about what it means to influence people. Um, for me, a leader isn't someone who hides their imperfections, but rather embraces their imperfections. I talk a lot of, a lot on Clubhouse about and, and, and run my own rooms. And I've said before how, you know, I am imperfect. I'm not a perfect person. You know, uh, Glenn spoke recently about um, managing, you know, about different seasons of life. You know, there's different seasons of life. Uh, and some, sometimes there is a season in, in rest and recovery. And, uh, but, but then there's other times for action. And it takes a very, 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 uh, 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 you know, it takes a leader to be able to, to, uh, to, to be flexible during those seasons and, and to know when the right season, to, to know where your seasons are, you know? Uh, again, I'm, I'm grateful to God for this opportunity and for the ability to speak. So today I'm getting a little bit into what it means to be an influencer and to influence people. You know, what is influencing? So one of the first things that is discussed is do not criticize, condemn, or complain. Do not criticize, condemn, or complain. Now, this is an area where I've, I mean, I've accomplished a lot in my life. There's more that I want to do, you know, you know, but this is an area where I can get that, that I can get better at. And leaders also have to know how to better improve. Uh, so it's important, you know, not to necessarily criticize and condemn, but to really come from a spirit of gratitude with everything. And, and, uh, and so I really try to do that as best, best, best I can. I'm not perfect. Um, but guys, I, I want to make this as interactive as possible because I don't want to just speak the whole time here. Uh, so that being said, can I see a mic flash for those that maybe, uh, you know, have, 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 you know, say that they're leaders, but have maybe, uh, it just basically, if you struggle with it too, if that's something that you, if you, you, you know that you're a leader, but you've also struggled with it too, sometimes maybe being critical of other people or that type of thing, even when you know better, even, you know, all of that. Yes, exactly. So 
you know, that happens sometimes, but, you know, it's, it's better to not really do those types of things, you know? Uh, so the second is be generous with praise. Be generous with praise. So one second here, just getting some water. Being generous with praise is something that I try to do throughout all that I do. Here on Clubhouse, for those that know, when I'm running my rooms, I love to celebrate other people. I love to uplift other people and praise other people for the things that they're doing. When I'm running rooms, it's not really as much about me. I'm a curator for other people. I like to allow, I like to let these other experts come in and share their knowledge and expertise and, and, and the ways that they win to help others win. I love to praise people. You know, not everybody does, um, but the way I see it is, and I know that there's different, people have different ways of seeing things, but you know, being generous with praise and really celebrating people, uplifting people, that's a skill that not everybody has. And that is one of my gifts, because like I said earlier, one of the reasons that I admire Glenn so much, similar to me, is that he sees gifts in other people even when they can't see them in, even when they can't see them in themselves. Third is remember their name. Remember, remember their name. Oh, gosh, that's one where I, 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 I try to be good with that. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I try to be good with that. I try to, especially here on Clubhouse, uh, because I, you know, am talking in so many rooms. I definitely keep, uh, you know, in my memory who these people are, you know. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, that's something that I try to do. Remember their names. You know, you casually meet a lot of people, so it can be challenging, but training yourself to remember a person's name is the sweetest thing and most important sound in any language. So that's why I'll, you know, I like to lift people up. You know, all these moderators on stage, we have Glenn, we have Scott Simmons, we have Dr. Janie Lacey, wonderful uh, relationship coach. Uh, Dr. Sean Shapiro, Dr. Rowe, wonderful, wonderful and giving person. Alpha Six, everybody, everybody on here. Sarah, Tamara, Brielle, Michelle, B, Laura, Sarah, and everybody on stage. Everybody, everybody, all of us are, are winners, but there's ways to be a winner. And that's what we're going over now. The fourth. Be genuinely interested in other people. You know, one of the things I do is 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 I'm an on-air host, so I uh, interview people um, online. And uh, right right now it's on it's on Instagram. You guys can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'll be speaking with uh, Justin Reese later today. Uh, is the plan around 7 p.m. Pacific? He's from Southern Charm. Um, I, I might have met him through this room because, like I said, I've met so many incredible people in in this room. Um, but anyways, and you guys can follow me to for, to for that on Instagram, and I'll be going live with him. It'll be great. But like I said, be genuinely interested in other people. So I I I love hearing other people's stories. I love hearing other people's stories. You know. What it, it, to tell my life story in a thirty-minute slide? That doesn't seem like enough time. Like you know, I, 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 I'm fortunate enough to have blessings, but I'm also hungry enough 
to still want more uh and and know that my my journey and my 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 ultimate destiny is not complete um without that that god has to guide my footsteps in order for me to complete my god-given destiny so being genuinely interested in other people and their stories uh you know that's really the place that i come from you know what is your story you know what what who are you you know and and coming from that place that mckinley i think that that is so super valuable man being genuinely interested in other people's stories. My friend Dave Meltzer, he says it all the time, that you should be more interested than you are interesting, right? Be more interested than interesting if you really want to build relationships, make those connections, so on and so forth. So I love that you just mentioned that. I'm loving your points. And if you guys would, this is McKinley's first time hosting here in breakfast with champions my man is stepping up to the stepping up to the plate flash your mics send him some encouragement come on flash your mics encourage <laughs> let's lift him up let's keep him going you got it's this mckinley it's you got this deal. yes got sir it, yes i sir. love it thank you <laughs> <laughs> so we love it my man come on keep on going you're bringing it Wow. Thank you guys so much for that, all that support, you know, to really like talk and everything, you know, it, it, it's scary, you know, a lot of times, I mean, you know, I was on the debate team growing up, you know, but, uh, and that has served me in many ways, but in other ways, you know, I know that brevity is a friend. So I try to, I try to honor that. And Glenn, thank you so much for that uh, vote of that you know, lifting me up in this space. I really uh, thank you. And uh, it, again, it's it, it's truly an honor to be here. So let's let's see. And I'm I'm wrapping up here because I know that I I have I'm trying to be attentive to time. <laughs> and I know that you're, I have. You're doing great, man. You're doing great. Thank you so much, Glenn. See, see, guys, see, Glenn, guys. If you're not already, guys, please hit that Green Monopoly house at the top. It doesn't matter how many people are already following. You know, he has such momentum here, and it's for a reason. I recently started my club on Clubhouse, and I'm blessed to have the numbers that I have. But Glenn puts in the time, he puts in the work. If you if you're new, if you guys are new to this room, hit the Green Monopoly house at the top. Follow his club. Follow Glenn, and follow all of these moderators up here on stage. Follow each other follow, you know, one thing I, I try to talk that I encourage in my rooms, you know, is don't only follow the moderators, but follow people, you know, follow others on stage, you know, follow people in the audience, follow as many people as you can, people that you resonate with, people that uh, that, that are interesting, that, you know, there's something about them that you want to follow. I spoke earlier about, about who we follow people and uh, whatever the reason is, it, it's people, it's people, personalities over brands. So let's see. Fifth, know the value of charm. Charm. Know the value of charm. You know, charm can go a really long way. Uh, you know, I like to think of myself as a charming guy. You know, when I'm when I'm in my better mind frame, like I am right now, yeah, I'm a little nervous. And it's better to admit, you know, sometimes about being nervous. You know, I, I mean, I and on Clubhouse, I've spoken... In rooms with 20 people, but I, you know, I've also spoken in rooms with a lot of people, and both both make me nervous. 
Um, but knowing the value of charm goes a long way. How do you, how can you really kind of, you know, ingratiate yourself to other people? Good resume gets you in the door, but charm, social skills, talent, personality, those things keep you there. Those things keep you there. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have said that, you know, I'm charming. And, and I think some of the things that I spoke about earlier, uh, it, I mean, maybe it just, maybe I'm just born with it. Like, I just think about the Maybelline commercial, maybe born with it, maybe, you know, it's like, you know, but, but, but it is something that, 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 you know, it goes a long way to kind of charm people. Um, become, become somebody that people want to talk to, be genuinely interested in. Be, uh, you know, become someone that people want to talk to and be genuinely interested in other people because it will enrich your life and open a lot of doors you never thought possible. Six, be quick to acknowledge your own mistakes. M acknowledging, acknowledging, acknowledging mistakes. I'm the first one to admit I'm not perfect. You know, I like to, I don't, I don't, I don't choose to see uh, my mental health difference as a disorder as a, or as an illness but really as something that makes me more, makes me human, makes me human. And, and yeah, I've, 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 I've had some shortcomings with it for sure. You know, I said things I didn't mean to say, I've blown up with people I didn't mean to blow up with and do things I didn't mean, but such, and, and I, and I feel very guilty and, 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 and apologetic, you know, about some, some of those things, you know, but, when we make a mistake, we have to be able to admit it first. Hey, you know, I made a mistake. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's when I do something wrong, a lot of people, they, they, they don't want to say sorry. I'm usually the first person to say sorry, you know, and um, be, be, because, because it's just negative energy in everything. And at the end of the day, you can hold on to a grudge, you can hold on to this, you can hold on to that. It just hurts you in the end to carry it around. So I, I try not to come on Clubhouse when I'm not, you know, in a good space. But that, then again, there's, there's things that come up. There's things sometimes that happen, you know, and, you know, life is life. But acknowledging your mistakes, that makes you a leader. Uh, let's see. Make people feel important. Make people feel important. Guys, let me see a mic flash real quick for how many people in here Glenn has, let me see a mic flash if Glenn has made you feel important, guys. Let me see a mic flash if Glenn has make you, made you feel important. Yes, guys, yes. I see a lot of mic flashes there. A lot of mic flashes. That is such an important piece. Glenn does that very well. Um, I like to think, you know, I do that very well. I mean, you know, here in uh, in LA, you know, I like to, I, I, I I try to make everybody feel like a celebrity. Everybody should feel like a celebrity. You know, that's how I want to make other people feel because I know what it was like b before I there was any clout to my name at all. And I still don't think I'm, <laughs> you know, that guy, if you will, because I'm so hungry and I haven't fully reached my destination that I know is ultimately there, led by God. So... Guys, let's see. Let's see. I have five minutes left. Um, yeah. I what if you ask us? Because, um, I mean, I love the book segment. What if we go through a couple audience 
um, or other stage members and what parts of the components of the book resonated most with them. What do you think? Wait, where did he go? Wait, what just happened? See, I shouldn't have spoken. Did I? I swear to God, I didn't move him, guys. Can anyone hear me? Yes. Oh, no. We can hear you. I didn't even touch my screen. Brielle, you sound great. Yeah, uh, didn't touch my screen. Was real. Hey, you're back. McKinley, what happened? Yes, I have no idea. I didn't touch anything. I was listening to you, and I perfect. I was just going to segue right into that, into kind of a question for the audience type thing, you know, questions for people on stage or just anybody question A type thing. So that's a perfect transition for me. And no, I didn't, I don't know what happened there. I just got, somebody must have booted me. Uh, but it's all good, Brielle. What were, please, please continue. Oh, no, I was literally, it was like, I didn't touch him, I swear, guys. Uh, no, I just, I was, because you had five minutes left, I was just going to comment on one of your topics and try to yes, keep in there. I, I love that, Brielle. That's exactly what I was going to open up the floor now to, you know? So, yeah, we can definitely move into Q&A. I'd love to hear from you, from anyone on stage. If people, you know, I'd love to turn the hand raising on if I'm allowed to do that. Um, that would be great. So, yeah, Brielle, please. Yeah, totally. Here, I turned hand raising on. Um, let's do it. I love it. Perfect. Um, and I'm just here to help. So whatever, whatever you need, um, if you needed help, I know. And I remember what it was like on my first day. So I just wanted to be, um, and offer some assistance and some encouragement like, uh, like Glenn did. So, um, yeah. My That's favorite, very sweet of you. Very, very yeah, sweet of you. My favorite, um, portion of that, I think for me is all the way in the beginning, sometimes we don't realize what we, we all want to be billionaires, right? We all want to be like uh, Warren Buffett, but we don't really stop to think how he models his life. So I really like how you were able to incorporate something that he does and give us those tools. So although, yes, the book is awesome and Glenn's told us about it. And I, for one, haven't um, personally ever read it, but now um, mm -hmm. I, I definitely will. So thank you for the Warren Buffett reference because it really lights a fire under us and those who haven't read it to go read something that such a powerful man um, is recommending. So great job. Um, yeah, that thank sense. you so Thank you so much for saying that, Brielle. And, you know, it's crazy because Warren Buffett, you know, I look up to him. Obviously, he's mega rich. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad Glenn spoke about him um, at, at a, during a different segment. Um, you know, but um, I and I take some some of my financial advice from him as well. And that's the other great thing about this room. I mean, you know, it's like there's so much learning and encouragement and all these different things. But yes, I think it's important for leaders to acknowledge and give credit to people that they look up to. So like Glenn Lundy, Warren Buffett is one of those for me. I saw. So thank you, Brielle. And I saw some of my friends uh, join the stage. I saw Nietta. I saw some others so maybe guys uh if you want to do a mic flash if we want to do it that way if anybody has any questions anybody new some of my friends what's up nyetta what's up hey what's guys up? some of people are my friends on the stage like tara anna i mean look at all you guys jessica like i'm friends with so many people on your molly like and i love you guys i really really do we love you can i just love you back McKinley. Yeah. Yeah, great job mckinley 
This Thank is you Naida so May. I offer. Oh, sorry, Anna. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, uh, just real quick, I just wanted to say I got to get off in a minute. I have to see a client, but McKinley, great job, great job. I'm so impressed by what you just did. I could feel a little bit of your nervousness, but you know what, friend? You pushed through, you did it, and you're on this stage. So I just want to give you a huge round of applause. So, so proud of you. Oh, Keep wow. going. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for that, Anna. Guys, Anna, she's 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 somebody that I I really respect and admire. I mean, she is a uh, she's a she's a psych, she's a mental health professional who's not afraid to admit she's not perfect either. You know how hard that is in the mental health profession, you know, to do and and to just say like, hey, I help other people with their problems, but I have problems. You know, I mean, that takes a that takes an incredibly courageous person. She's been in some of my rooms. I've been in her rooms. I she. Uh, the fact, the biggest compliment for me, uh, Anna, was you saying that my room was, you really felt supported and you felt like it was a safe space and you felt, you know, encouraged. That that matters to me. So thank you for that, Anna. Let's see, did anyone, Brielle, if you want to help me, like if you want to help me take questions, like I'd be happy to, to do oh, that for the rest of the time. <laughs> this is Naida. I just want to quickly... Commend you, right? How are you? Hey guys, it's Naida. Good morning. Greetings, everyone. Listen, this is this is a perfect situation, right? So do your best to stay out of your head afterwards, but to add to the conversation and to speak to what this Breakfast with Champions group, led by Glenn Lundy, of course, has been for me. I received my book from Ryan Leak this weekend, Chasing Failure. I'm almost done with the book. <laughs> Started it last night. And it's just been a testament to me. That's just one example of how much things have changed for me from the inside out. I also decided I am going to do 75 hard. So we'll, we'll really start to see the manifestation of changes uh, for me because of Breakfast with Champions. So I know that you, McKinley, you've already been changed and you're going to continue to change. And I can't wait to see the butterfly you become. Wink, wink, Laura. So, you guys have a great day. I'm leading with love and light. This is Naida, and I'm done for now. Thanks. Thank you so much for that, Naida. Uh, Brielle, do you want to, I don't know if she's still here. Um, do you want to help me navigate questions? How am I on time? Yeah, and you know what? I'm not sure. Are you 30 minutes or an hour? And uh, it's it's at 6.01 right now, so I just want to be respectful to Glenn, you know, for the time constraints and to everybody. And because I know, Brielle, last session, you, like, cleared your whole schedule because the momentum was so good on what Glenn was saying. So, you know, and that was amazing of you, by the way. So I just want to be respectful. Uh, Glenn, Brielle, let me know. McKinley, uh, McKinley. Hey, who is can't hi, see hi, hi, hi. This is Industry Talk Live. I hate to interrupt. Greetings, everyone. But I just have to let you know, you really inspired me. I'm one of those people who I'm very brilliant, you know, informative, but I do get a little nervous, even though I have great information. 
But I just want to honestly let you know, you did give me that spunk that I needed to just press forward in the conversation. Even though I might be a little nervous, I still understood and accepted every word you said. So I just want to thank you for showing me how to really just press through. Even though I'm nervous right now, I'm pressing through. And it's just amazing to see someone like you with the experience, with the brilliance, to be able to press through and continue to be a light and continue to be positive. So thank Thank you so much to this room, the Breakfast of Champions, which I one day will soon be. Well, we're definitely a champion now. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. And yes, like Brio said, you are already a champion. And I'm so happy that you feel more inspired. In fact, I'm going to give you a follow. When I was speaking, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not looking at my follower count. You have to pardon me, guys. I will kind of want to wrap up, but I just want to be mindful of the time. Thank you so much for all of these compliments and all of this love. This is amazing. Thank I love you. it. All right, guys. So Right now, we're going to segue over to Jeff, the entrepreneur. Real, real quick, that we, real, real yeah. quick, Rio, I just want to say just before I, I segue, just real quick. that. Oh, okay, um, well, can we take it? No, I just want to just say really quick, just to end everything. I just want to thank Glenn again for the opportunity. I want to thank the Breakfast of Champions family, the club, everybody who comes here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Guys, uh, please follow my club as well. There will be more opportunities where you'll hear things going on and I. I'll see you, uh, I'll be speaking here and see you guys here definitely every Monday, 8.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, Brio. Thank you, McKinley. We appreciate you uh, joining us here on Breakfast with Champions, bringing it. I know it can be nerve wracking, especially your first time. Everything gets better and easier as you move along but it's a big stage it's a big audience it's a lot of people and it is the most inspirational room on all of clubhouse this is breakfast with champions millionaire breakfast club your opportunity to get a seat at the table we're here monday through friday from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time we're also here on saturdays from 6 to noon and of course on sundays we have the fabulous club 111 it's amazing with my man darian sanders who's going to be running his own segment here in just a little bit. Until then, my man Jeff, the entrepreneur, is jumping in today. He is going to motivate us, educate us, and inspire us this morning. So hit that plus sign, bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Invite your friends to join us here on Breakfast with Champions. And, of course, make sure you follow that club up there in the top right-hand corner and connect and follow with the other people in the room, the person to your left, the person to your right, the person in front of you, behind you, all of them. You never know. You might get an opportunity to serve them or they might get an opportunity to serve you. So I'm about to hand it to Jeff. Before I do, Brielle, did you have anything up to say before we hand it over to my man, Jeff, the entrepreneur? No, I was just going to do an awesome introduction for Jeff, but I think you did a great job. Do it. Do it. Well, I mean, coming to the stage, just like we had a really dynamic session from McKinley and an awesome introduction. You know, why not do the exact same thing for Jeff since they're both new? We have Jeff the Entrepreneur. Now, yes, he's Jeff Cunningham, but in real life, everyone knows him as Jeff the Entrepreneur in the blue hoodie, right? But Jeff is an icon here in Clubhouse. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it. 
would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April. Or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April. Or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60-year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% Club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. He is a marketing consultant who literally knows everything there is to know about marketing, but he also can coach you from zero all the way full scale to the business of your dreams. So we're excited to see what Jeff has for us today here at Breakfast with Champions. And we are we know that he's coming with fire, with heat, and with something educational, inspirational, and motivational all in one. Hey, Jeff, we're excited you're here. All right, Brielle, we're just going to start like we always do, just like back in the day, a 30-minute segment. Thank you, Brielle. Thank you, Glenn Lundy. And it's Jeff J here to make your day. Welcome to the 900th episode on. An honor to be on the Breakfast of Champion platform that inspires and wakes us up every day. It's, what is it? It's uh, it's 6.02 or 6.07 uh, Pacific time, 9.07 Eastern time. We're here going to talk about the one thing that will help you out tomorrow to start your day in the best way that I have done time and time again and I didn't do last night. I uh, here brought my uh, co-host up here. My brother, uh, Josh Lewis, is with me. Uh, we're going to talk exactly about uh, morning routines and really uh, how, why he gets up at 4 a.m., what he does at 5 a.m., and how to keep the momentum and three mini days and how to be the most productive with your time to get to where you want. Um, and then at the end, we might even do a little bit of trivia. Good morning, buddy boy. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, and man, dude, that was an amazing, amazing uh, introduction by Glenn and Brielle. Like, I, I know you're my brother, but I feel honored to speak to you right now. Yeah, and you know what? I, so I, I was uh, listening to one thing back in the day, Josh, and they said, don't let anybody intro you. Intro yourself. And I was like, well, why, why not have everybody intro you? And after Glenn and Brielle, who I think very highly of, introduced me, I thought, holy cow, now i got to live up to that, right? So uh, so I totally got with that said. But, um, yeah, Josh, we're going to talk just like this on the morning, wealthy, wake up, you know. This feels just like back in the saddle, kind of where I belong to be. If I do accomplish all my dreams and when I do accomplish all my dreams and have the coffee shop music studio in honor of our late brother Jay, um, I still want to do this, man. Are you okay with me if we do this? Uh, I think we got to do this, man. This is fun. It's something that we like to do. We like to help other people out and kind of find out. One thing I like about this, Jeff, is we talk through some things. It's almost like brother therapy in a little bit. We kind of find out some good things. Yeah, and uh, able to uh, learn a little bit more about ourselves too, as well. So let let's talk as it's live time here um, about exactly that. So we're going to talk about the one thing that made me the most productive. One of the biggest questions I get is, Jeff, how do you get so much done? How do you do so much stuff? Right? How do you get a lot done? And uh, one of our um, common mentors talked about mini days, right? And if anybody follows me on Instagram, you'll see I posted out. I got really juiced up, and I think this is everybody, right? I got juiced up, and I put. Uh, day one, day two, day three, and I said, I figured it out. I'm going to do 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. one day, 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. the second day, and 4 to uh, – what's, what's the next six hours there? Uh, 4 to 
whatever it is, the third day, right? Planned it all out, had it all planned for, you know, everything we're doing together as I took on. Um, and then all of a sudden this morning came and what would we say, Josh? People were hitting me up on another app, Glenn Lundy. Glenn Lundy came right in the time asking this because another app was asking for daily content that I was going to come over. We're going to bring them wealthy wake up to. So I said, Josh, we got to do this, right? I called you last night. Was the last night I called you? Uh, to be honest, it's all blended together, brother. But yeah, it was at some point. Yes. So I'm basically, and this is, this is one thing I want to talk about action and show up. So when anybody come, pre presents you with opportunity, right? Glenn hit me up a half an hour before I had to move around my schedule a little bit, right? You have to show up and show up powerfully. Um, and the reason for that, and McKinley did a fabulous job last time as well. But in life, all the time, I remember being f afraid of doing things, right? Afraid of uh, putting out stuff. And uh, not. And I'll tell a quick story that anybody doesn't know. I was afraid of asking, and Josh knows this very well because he grew up with me, asking the girl uh, to marry me, right? She's a beautiful blonde girl, loved her, her name was Angel. Uh, and I waited so much for the perfect moment, and that perfect moment happened to be when she was engaged to be married to somebody else, right? So I waited a little bit too long. But that uh, mission that taught me life will teach you certain things of man I'm not gonna wait for the perfect moment because as soon as you go out there you can create the perfect moment anyway and just show up and then the next time you come up you do better and especially if you're with a whole bunch of powerful people who support and love and want to cheer you on like the breakfast of champion uh, club is um, then that's exactly uh, kind of how why you want to show up so I said to Josh listen Josh we're gonna show up we're gonna do the wealthy wake up we're gonna bring it back I kind of we were doing it BC before clubhouse and then Glenn Lundy came with all his powerful stuff. He said, Josh, I cannot compete. And I didn't want to compete. I want to collab with Glenn Lundy. I liked everything about him. It felt like um, just someone is a, a good friend. And we had such synergies. That, uh, McKinley brought up something for, before, Josh. I don't know how much you were listening about how Glenn makes people feel important. Uh, and I think he's done it for everybody. He's done it for me. Uh, he's done it for McKinley. He just has this way about him. It's a God-given gift. And, uh, you know, I, I am, I am want to be around people who do that, right, to do more of that. So, uh, you know, present day, we'll say, so I, I called you up, Josh, and I said, listen, Green Room sent me up to put some daily content on. Let's get some daily content on there. Let's do the, what do you want to do, the grocery or the wealthy wake-up? Which format do you like usually better, Josh? Uh, it, it's a good question. Both of them are good because it's you and myself. I think the wealthy wake-up feels a little bit more structured, and the grocery show is kind of a little bit more relaxed. Right, so we'll do a hard, hard stop at 9.30. I might even toss in some trivia questions to you, Josh, uh, just to put, keep you on your feet. So stay tuned for that. But I definitely want to say um, morning routine. Uh, I know the Fab Five, you know, never hit that snooze button. Don't touch your phone, which is a lot of time why you won't see me in the beginning. In the, If I do, when I do, wake up at 4 a.m. Uh, don't touch your phone. Write down your uh, gratitude and goals. Take care of physical. Send out encouraging messages. Uh, this is all um, a challenge from the great Glenn Lundy. But with that, out, that said, Josh, we were out in, um, where was it, California last week, right? Yes. Uh, over in Brielle country. And uh, they, do they, I, I was up on Breakfast of Champions. Was I not listening to it? Yes, you were. And it was crazy because to be up over there, man, I knew how it felt. You had to be up at like, I think it's, uh, what is it, 3 a.m.? It was early. But there's something about when you go somewhere, and, and you're out somewhere else, you just, you can't sleep, right? I mean, I have a tough time sleeping anyway. I would say my dreams keep me awake. But, um, but what's just, what's one thing, one routine that you do every morning? Because, and I want to, I want to tease it for the end uh, of our segment of what we did that, that will help me hit my four mini days tomorrow. Now I'm putting it out there. So we'll see if I hit four to 10, 10 to four and that. What's, what's your morning routine that you do? Because you get up every morning and you get on a call at 5 a.m. with somebody, correct? 
Correct. Yeah. So really quick, I want to say that for me is um, I don't I listen, I haven't been doing this for like ever. And I'm like amazing at this. Really, what happened is, is there was a need for me to do it. And then there was a want, which I think is really important, especially when it comes to a morning routine, because, you know, I when I was in the restaurant industry, Jeff, you remember that I was in the restaurant industry, I would work until two in the morning, 3am in the morning. And I knew I should get up early, like at 6am or 5am. But man, I did not want to, right? So the need was there, but the want wasn't there. It wasn't important enough. And then, uh, you know, the Lord blessed me, fell into another career, obviously. And um, now I have the perfect opportunity to wake up in the morning, right? Um, so for me, the need was there and the want was there. And I think the, one of the most pivotal things that I realized was... Josh, sorry to interrupt yes. Sorry, so you kind of joined the entrepreneur. It's not even a career. You joined like the whole entrepreneur niche a little bit, correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I um, I left the restaurant industry and uh, you know went into financial services and and started the entrepreneurial life. Very similar. I'm not Josh the entrepreneur, but I am uh, I am living the entrepreneurial life. But really, what I realized was I needed to set my mind right before I went to bed. You know, uh, my mind, Jeff, your mind too. We it both works like crazy all the time. So what I was doing was. And something that you taught me, that Jeff the Entrepreneur, my brother, he taught me was writing your wins down before the end of the day because I'm very success-driven. Jeff and I are too as well. And to be honest, we don't. I don't give myself as much credit as I should, like Jeff reminded me. Um, Jeff doesn't give as much credit as he should. And really what's happening is you're always focusing towards the next goal. And, and man, it wasn't good enough and I got to get to the next goal. And Jeff was like, you know what? We should start writing our wins down before we go to bed at night. Cause like you're priming your brain with positivity right before you go to sleep. So that's one of the things that I've been doing. So I go to bed by 10 o'clock every single night and a uh, half hour before I'm writing my wins down. And then I'm writing what I'd like to start immediately within the next day, the top three things that I need to get done within the next day. And it kind of takes that mental weight out. It's like um, when they say, set your clothes out before like the next day. So you already have your clothes out, the mentally putting your clothes out like that, of being able to know exactly what you did that day that helped you get closer towards your dreams, get you closer towards your goals, but also being able to kind of like say, okay, this is what I'm going to get done tomorrow. I'm going to work on this as soon as, you know, as soon as I get my day started. So for me, it started with first things first is priming myself the night before so I could fall asleep easier. And then another thing we learned, um, we learned too as well was like, um, warm night, cold morning and warm night, meaning like make sure your bed where you go to sleep, it's warm and it actually is able to soothe you. And then when you wake up in the morning, this is the first thing that I do. Um, and if I, if you want to, uh, talk about a little bit about the morning, uh, routine, what you do too, as well, Jeff, you jump in anytime. But first thing I do is I wake up at 4am in the morning. I go into, uh, I go into the bathroom and I splash cold water on my face because Something cold, better than the cold shower, right? You ever do the cold shower? Okay, so I have done the cold shower, and I am not Wim Hof. I am not. By the way, dude, there was a girl in here on Clubhouse I saw, and she like does these cold baths and everything, and she's like, "Oh my god, you should so like." And you know, I'm Jeff the Entrepreneur, and I'm looking at the photos of her in that cold stuff. I'm like, you know, I like the cold water in the face thing, you know. So I'll stay there. That's what I do. I do the cold. I splash cold water on my face. It shocks me, right? Like, have you ever jumped into a shower before you're like oh my god this is cold well as soon as you get out 
man, you're lucky because you're awake now. You're wide awake. So I splash cold water on my face. It shocks me. Sometimes it goes up my nose if I aim wrong. And then uh, I'm like, whoa, okay, wow, I'm, I'm wide awake. So that's the first thing I do, splash cold water on my face. Second thing I do is I drink room temperature water because you're dehydrated in the morning, right? Because you haven't been drinking anything, you're breathing, you're dehydrated while you sleep. So drink, and then I take vitamins. So those are the first three things I do within the first five minutes. I take vitamins, obviously, that I can take on an empty stomach. I tried, by the way, taking all my vitamins, and I was getting nauseated by like 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, this ain't good. So I learned the things that I should be taking um, on an empty stomach, so obviously do that too as well. But yeah, wake up, cold morning, drink some room temperature water, take my vitamins, and then I go into a stretching routine. doesn't last long. It's about two, three minutes, but I'm stretching out my body that further wakes me up even more because what was happening and i know jeff you were struggling with this too as well and i was the biggest struggle with this and every once in a while i still do struggle but i would want to meditate first thing in the morning but your boy was exhausted right because he just woke up he didn't wake himself up what would i do i would uh i would try and meditate and uh yeah i'd, I'd go back to snooze land real quick so by splashing the cold water on my face and then actually being able to drink the water, stretch, I'm now fully w woken up and I'm ready to actually, what I'll do is either Tony Robbins priming, you can go on YouTube, find that, Tony Robbins priming. Uh, I do a certain meditation, it's a visualization meditation. I do that for about 15, 20 minutes, sometimes a half hour. You know, listen, pe people talk about meditation. I am not a guru when it comes to meditation, but sometimes there's great days. I do like the Wim Hof, the Wim Hof yeah. meditation where you breathe. You showed sure. me that one. There's a, you guys can search that. Uh, it's you like breathe in, breathe out. You have the guy saying it's like six minutes. Literally, for my crazy mind, it'll be at one thought. I can get down to one thought in my mind, uh, which normally for me, you know, doesn't happen too often. Yeah, well, and I will say this too as well. When I um when I did that, when I tried to do that. Uh, four o'clock in the morning, my fiance got up, Jeff Ashley got up and she was like, uh, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Cause you're breathing. <sighs> and she didn't know what was going on. So I, I haven't done that in the morning. I'll do that later on. The By the way, any, any chance you guys are moving your wedding day? You can still keep an October 15th. Uh, we, yeah. And we only, uh, if I gotta tell you this, we only changed once and that was because of COVID. We're not changing it again. Um, all right. Of, yeah. All right. Well, because partly, and I, I want to bring up something that happened over the weekend that I want to share with everybody. So, I, and also, guys, one thing that helped me, if you go to the morning5.com, I think it's glennlendy.com, the morning five, um, or something that I downloaded the first time I came on Breakfast of Champion, and I did a lot of that. Uh, and there's something I'm going to teach you guys all today. It's called perspective energy, is what I call it. Um, but it's what had me not hit the snooze button today. Um, even though I didn't hit all my morning routine goals and I didn't write down my six wins today. I was inspiring a girl last night and I love this. This has gotten voted the most inspirational room here. And my mission statement is inspire others always. So I do love being here for that. But, um, Josh, we were out, uh, uh, Ed Milet's house the past weekend. Which people don't know Ed Milet. Look him up. He's a phenomenal, um, just a motivational guy. Good, good dude, uh, going out there. And he shared a story they shared at Arte and I know Scott Simons and a few, few of our friends are in here are part of our tape. And it was basically, uh, he showed this girl and people actually, I was telling people last night, Josh at the restaurant, uh, and people heard her, uh, this girl has MS. So anybody doesn't know what MS is. MS is a, a disease that, uh, basically when your immune system, um, when I guess he, Josh, you might be able to explain it more. I'm not a doctor, but it starts eating away at your nerve system. So you start losing feeling. And, um, this girl did, was a runner, but she decided she didn't want to stop running. 
And uh, I was telling it to somebody else last night and actually she started breaking down and, and like just really feeling it because she decided she was still going to run through her senior year in high school. And there's a video you can probably find on YouTube where because she's running, she has a coach. Okay. So very similar, like Glenn Lundy's our coach, always helping us. Right. Um, and she was running to a point where she would run where her legs would give out all the time at the end of the race. What well, was her senior year? I mean, as much as it is, and she actually falls during the race. And as she falls during the race, you see her get back up, even though she can't feel her legs, and keep running. And not only does she keep running, but of course, because of how it got in, she got on all this new thing, she passes everybody. Jack came forward and increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. So Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Gidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Winds up winning the race and falls in the coach's arms and says, help me, help me. And um, it's just, to me, it was crazy watching Ed Milet share the story and talk about how we're both, we're both. We're the person who needs to perspective the pain and perspective energy. So this morning, Josh, when I woke up, it was like 4 a.m. I said, text you Z, right? Uh, you know, the, the Glenn Lundy's never hit the snooze button. I was like, man, I want to, uh, it was perspective energy, right? Like I have two legs that are working, right? I have this, I can get back up and everything. And um, I think that's a lot of sometimes when it's hard to get up. And I think going to bed early, me, I, me and you were both up till 12 a.m. last night, uh, very excited about Monday, talking about how much we like Mondays, and here we are on, on Breakfast with Champions. But um, just talk a little bit about seeing that and, and uh, the girl. What, what was her name? Do you remember or no? Yeah, um, it, that was fantastic. Yeah, um, Ed showed uh, basically it, it was an ESPN video, and he talked about something really important about it. As he was looking for inspirational stories, right? That, up right now, yeah, yeah. He talks about the reticular activating system, um, and he was saying that he was looking for you know inspirational stories. And he was walking through his house one day, and this girl was on ESPN. Her story was on ESPN, and um, he saw. Like, just because he was looking for inspirational stories, all of a sudden he heard about this girl's story and he stopped and he just watched the story. And really, it was um, very, very impactful to watch because this girl, like, obviously she cannot feel her legs. She's running. And then it's catching she, Kayla. That's that's what it catch, is. Her name yeah, is Kayla. catching Kayla. Yeah, you guys catching can Google Kayla. Find it later on. Look it up. Yeah, it's fantastic, guys. Uh, one of the really important things is she can't feel her legs, but as soon as she stops running, pain floods her body and she really she all she does is she feels pain so when she stops running she needs the coach to catch her because she's going to be filled with so much pain that she can't go on any further 
So Ed said a great thing. He said, man, you got to look at this way in business and in life that you're both people. Remember, you're running towards something and you got to make sure that you have a coach that can help you. But at the same time, you're that coach to somebody too as well. Who's that coach that you can help? Um, who, who, who are you that coach to? Who, who are you helping you know, hold that person to make sure that they're getting through the pain and that they're successful through the pain too as well. So it's very impactful. Yeah, Jeff, I thank you again for bringing that up because perspective energy, 100%. You're right, man. Like, well, because here's nothing the thing. to we're, worry about. We're talking about what's going to work for our 4 a.m. mornings, right? So we can jump in a, cl a clubhouse, do our morning, a wealthy wake up, and maybe the grocery show late at night, right? Whatever we're going to do together. And m my point of bringing that up is, you know, we're helping people. Hey, when we write down six wins, that helps us, right? We're being the coach, but we need help itself. And I think that's a part of everybody coming together. That's the great thing about, uh, and man, the Rise and Grind crew with Glenn Lundy being around from days of doing a TikTok dance that I never wanted to do, a TikTok dance where I actually, Josh, I actually did a pretty decent job moving my hips. And I got some kudos from people. So I was like, yeah, see, I knew I had my mom's moves a little bit. But, um, but yeah, the girl's name was Kaylee Montgomery. And uh, that's and it, the cool thing was is Ed stayed and my let stayed um, in contact with her and she sent a little video in talk about what she's doing and her MS actually what do they say when it, it goes away what's the word Deborah? yeah dude that was so powerful so it went into remission and the reasoning why it went into remission I didn't, didn't sorry I didn't want to take it away from you, you could say if, if what it was no, I just didn't know the word remission that's the word new word for remission. the day for Jeff the entrepreneur remission go ahead Josh yeah, yeah no so. Uh, it went into remission because because she was running and she continued to run and she continued to push her body through her body went into remission and now currently does not have the same symptoms that she had because she was forcing herself all throughout her high school years to continuously go through the pain and because she went through all that pain now her body's in remission she's not feeling that pain anymore and she actually has feeling in her legs so it's just a great metaphor for life too as well if we push ourselves through the pain towards a goal man like what could be possible too as well so very powerful yeah all right Josh, i think so i'm gonna go to a little bit of trivia i'm gonna put you on the thing i want it so i'm gonna uh, recap what we kind of talked about today so today we really talked about basically waking up in the morning at 4 a.m and the biggest the one win thing that'll help and inspire you right is perspective energy i used to say before the caleb montgomery story i used to say one arm to myself when Josh was a GM at a restaurant, I watched um, as I was sitting down there working and I was feeling horrible as an entrepreneur. I had a tough day, right? You have these up and down days. Um, and I remember feeling discouraged and I'm on there and I'm on my little computer that's inspired. There's always my whole, my whole little uh, laptop. And I see a kid working harder than me with one arm wiping down tables. And it just hit me because he was just so that he came over to me. The kid has one arm. And I, I went up to him at the end. I gave him uh uh, some money, you know, I think it was a hundred bucks or 20 bucks or something like that. I gave him some money. I gave him a business card. I said, Hey, don't ever stop working so hard. I said, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And the kid goes, Amen. Amen. And I followed him on Instagram after, and I, I kind of put out the story, but that was always what I tell myself when I don't feel like, Hey, one arm, right? Like I have two. So how dare I don't go for it. Right. And, um, a lot of times too, you know, I have, two arms to write down my six wins and how you do this you write you're down your six five to six wins write down the wins right and then your three targets for tomorrow before you go to bed so anybody if you keep any piece of paper you don't need anything i know there's the 
the morning five planner that he has, uh, the Glenn Lundy, and you can grab that. I'm going to grab one of those. But you can, uh, you can write down exactly that. And when you wake up in the day, there's something powerful when you write something down. You, it's, and I say this all the time. It's like going through a, a grocery store, right? You go to a grocery store and you start shopping. You know, you're going to buy a lot of stuff you don't need. You write it down to a list, you're going to get in and out. How much more than life? How much more should we write down stuff and get exactly what we want to get out of life? So with that said, Josh, I want to go into trivia with the last two minutes. Can I can I do this for old time's sake? Oh, my God. Might as well. Yeah, let's do it. This one's going to be good. It's going to be called Name Trivia. So we're going to end it on this here. Being good at my time. And let's see. We got to cue up the music here. See, I don't I don't have the whole eye rig like uh, Glenn Lundy. All right, there we go. Ah, we'll just go from this. All right. It's Jeff J. and it's Hot Seat Trivia. Uh, thank you for listening to us on the Wealthy Wake Up. All right, Josh. Question number one on Name Trivia. Easy one. We go five, four, three, two, one for all the marbles. What is Glenn's last name of Breakfast of Champions? Oh, my God. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Glenn uh, Lundy, final answer. And that is correct. All right. Question number four. <laughs> question number four. What is Laura kissing the basketball's last name without looking? You can't look, Josh. Wait. Say Laura what? Laura, one of my favorite people who does a segment on here, which I, I always tell you, you got to tune in to Breakfast Champions. Laura, she's kissing the basketball, waiting for her boyfriend. Laura, what's her last name in trivia for four? Uh, I'm going to guess it starts with a W, and wow, um, you really put me on the spot. Wow is not uh, the answer. <laughs> Laura, wow, although she does wow us. Um, yeah, so no, I, 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 I unfortunately, I'd have to get a lifeline well, on this one, yeah. Well, because we have one minute left, I want to get to the next one. What about what about uh, Brielle? Do you know Brielle's last name? Uh, uh, Brielle, uh, uh, amazing Hi. clubhouse oh, moderator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, Josh, you got to spend more time around clubhouse. Glenn, I do. Thank you so much for your time, Josh. You do not collect uh, all the marbles. You don't win it. Glenn, thank you for me doing that. Uh, definitely an honor. I have places to. I I know I don't have anywhere more important to be than be here because I feel used to get mad at me for saying that. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much today. Thank Dude. you, Glenn. Thank you, man. Everybody, flash your mics from my man, Jeff the Entrepreneur, and his brother, Josh. Bringing the energy and the life to those of us here on Breakfast with Champions. It's funny listening to, so we, we know that Jeff is uh, self-proclaimed ADD, and it's funny listening to him because you can literally hear his brain shifting into different directions at all times. <laughs> and Isn't it Glenn, so fun? I do I it on it's purpose. My favorite part about him. So here's the thing. I do that on purpose. There was a guy I used to listen to. He's on the morning show. Um, uh, his name is Craig Carton. And he used to do that. And it entertained the heck out of me. If that's not good, I don't need to do that. I just do it more. I had 30 minutes and I do it kind of more fun. That's how I like to do it. Um, because some people are just, you know, I, I, if, if I'm losing attention, I don't want to lose anybody's attention. That's why I do it. I have learned the power of focus. There's different ways you can focus and just keep everything one way through. But for me, it's more fun, and then I kind of wrap it around and get back down there again. But whatever you like, we can go all the way one through. I just like being a little, little entertaining, you know. I love it, man. It's not Jeff the entrepreneur; it's Jeff the entertainer. And entertaining you are, sir. Entertaining you are. Thank you so much for that segment, and thank all of you for joining us here on Breakfast with Champions, me and a Breakfast Club. Your opportunity to get a seat at the table to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. 
In case you didn't know, we're here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We're also here on Saturdays from 6 to noon. And on Sundays, we have our fabulous Club 111. That is our full-on Sunday service. It was absolutely fire this past weekend. That is a full Sunday service. If that's your jam, make sure you join us for that. That is led by the one and only Mr. Darian Sanders. Darian Sanders is a very, very, very dear friend of mine. Darian Sanders helped me put together the In the Beginning, an inspirational way to start your day show seven years ago. That is basically the root, the uh, the original hashtag Rising Grind, the original Breakfast of Champions, the original all of that. Uh, Darian and I put that together. Oh, gee! Yeah, man. I think we did like 22 episodes. You were you were uh, you weren't on this morning, Darian, but I actually played one of our episodes during Rise and Grind today. Oh, so my like, word. Yeah. So the uh, the old shows are getting some some revisits on YouTube right now, man. Gosh, we looked younger, bro. I didn't think we were aging, but uh, I'm just saying we looked mighty young in that uh, in those videos seven years ago, which was phenomenal. So uh, Darian Runs Club 111, absolutely amazing. And he's going to uh, be diving in here for our next segment he's currently in new york city where he is uh i don't i can't tell you i don't know if people i I never know if i'm allowed to say what he's doing or not but i will tell you that he is a part of the lion king on broadway um on he performs there he plays simba in the lion king the tour and is just an incredible incredible human all the way around so he's about to drop some bombs on us as usual so make sure you hit the plus sign bottom right hand corner of the screen Invite some friends, people you like, people you don't like, your friends, your family, all those folks. Have them come join us here on Breakfast with Champions. And as always, Jeff and them were just talking about morning routines. We never want anyone to walk out of this room empty-handed. So if you are starting to buy into the fact that if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life, then I have a free resource for you. It is an ebook that I wrote that tells you a little bit more of my story, but most importantly, it gives you five simple steps that you can do every single morning that will lead you to an extraordinary life. Guaranteed, hands down. The lawyers say I can't guarantee it, but I guarantee it. If you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. Guaranteed. So if you'd like that resource, you can go to themorning5.com. That's themorning5.com. You can download it for free. It's a free ebook. Go get it. Take you about an hour to read it. Five simple steps that you can do every single day for an extraordinary life. So go check that out at themorning5.com. My gift to you. Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you. And with that said, I'm going to hand the mic over to my dear friend, Broadway performer, the man, Mr. Darian Sanders. How I love it. How I love it. What is up, Pete? As Glenn said, my name is Darian Sanders, coming to you live, not only just New York City, but Times Square. I figured if I was going to start a segment that I'm going to start doing at 9.30 on Monday mornings, what better place to do it than the place where dreams are made and come true. So... Hanging out here in Times Square. Uh, probably going to sing a little bit later on, you know, just because some people have asked for it. So why not? This could be fun in the middle of Times Square. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear or not, but the hustle and bustle of the city is wild. Um, I didn't go to bed until 2 a.m. this morning and was up at 8, just moving and shaking. So it's, it's beautiful to be here. Thank you guys for joining in with Breakfast with Champions. Before I get started, I want to say if you are not following this club, you need to do so right above the beautiful Dr. Jamie Lacey's head. Uh, this little greenhouse, click that, uh, follow the club, follow Boom Lundy, all the mods, all the people that are on the stage. Hey, so, Dee, real quick, real quick, D, I don't know if it'll make a difference. Are you on your headphones in Times Square? Damn, I don't know if you all be able to hear me if I'm not. But yeah, maybe. Let, let's try the switch. Let's just test it real quick because it's, it's quite loud. The background is quite loud through your head. Well, we can hear you and it'll work, but it is quite loud. Let's try it the other way real quick and just see if it's any better. You guys agree? Headphones are off. How does it sound now? Better. 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 So much better. All right. Well, sweet. Um, when we do a little bit of question answer a little later on, I won't be able to hear people. So I'll, I might grab Joy to help yeah. me out with uh, just hearing some things. Perfect. Oh, I got Perfect. your back, Darian. I got you. See, Dude, that's I, what I... And I can't wait to hear, like, you're going to sing in the middle of Times Square around all of those people, but you better video that sucker also. How can I video him on my phone, bro? TikTok. Dude, we're going to have to figure out a way. Who's in New York City in Times Square? Head down. Darius <laughs> going be singing in 15 minutes in Times Square. We need to get on video. <laughs> I'll call the paparazzi. I'm on it. Yeah, just put a post on, um, put a post on your Instagram stories so we can all share it. Like that, you need someone. I would. I would if I wasn't two hours away, but I'll start making some phone calls. Boom! We don't make it I'll happen. It. All right, all right, all right. Sorry for interrupting. You go. You oh. go on there, bro. You are good, my man. Actually, it's a little bit of what I wanted to talk about this morning. So I wanted to talk about dreams and goals. Um, uh, I'm a part of part of some fabulous, amazing people uh, here on this app. Um, called the Minionaires, uh, and they are a solid crew that I love talking to, hanging out with. Uh, we do life together both on the app and off the app. And some of the beautiful people in that uh, group, in that chat, uh, I was asking this morning just a little bit about speaking on some things, and somebody threw out to me, and they were just like, how do you stay focused on your goals? Um, how did you get to Broadway? What are some things? And that started to spark some things in my heart that I honestly I'd been thinking about for a while because you know little podunk Kentucky boy all of a sudden making it to the big city and making it on Broadway without moving to the city and hustling the way that the world tells you that you have to do and the way that some people see on TV and envision oh man this is the only way to do it or to do what I want to do I have to follow this um, protocol or this niche that everyone's saying this is the pathway that you have to take and i'm living proof to say absolutely not uh if if you are made for it if you are called to do it um if it's in your if it's in your wheelhouse in your path um it's in your vision if it's something that god has ordained and orchestrated for you to do it's going to happen so steady the course and do the things that he's called you to do but for myself um some key components were into place Yes, I've been gifted by God. Yes, I'm talented. Yes, I understand. I'm not arrogant, but I'm authorized. So therefore, I, I understand and I look at it and say, 
um, just because he has given me this talent and ability, I need to do something with it. And so for me, it started with a conference. And it started with a conference that I went to with my wife called Ula. And it's Ula Palooza. And it basically walks through the seven habits of your life, the seven form shaping things of your life, uh, the F's of Ula. So fitness, finance, family, faith, um, they say philanthropy and fun. Um, and what those mean is you just need to have balance in your world. How does that balance look? Um, it looks like if you were to look at somebody that was standing on stage spinning plates, how does someone spin seven plates? How does someone spin one plate? How does someone spin 30 plates? Well, they start one at a time. And so they start spinning this plate, get the plate going and spinning, spinning, spinning. Then they move on to the second one. Well, before they move on to that third one, they have to make sure that first one's set and good to go. And then the second one's set and good to go. Then they move to the third one. They may move to the fourth one and the fifth one, but they always come back to make sure that the ones that they've been doing before are up and going. So what does that tell us? That doesn't tell us that every plate gets our equal attention. That tells us the plate that needs our most attention at the time is what's getting our attention. And so once I started looking at this and, and going to this conference and realizing this, then I started to think about my own world. There were so many things that I wanted to do, so many things that I was a part of, so many, so many dreams that I wanted. But I was like, man, how do I attain these dreams? And we started processing the difference between a dream and a goal. And I want to talk about this morning. So when we think about dreams, a lot of us flip-flop a dream and a goal. A lot of us are saying, man, I, I want to do 75 hard. Man, I want to get this job or that job. All of those things, honestly, are attainable. They may be hard to do. They may be easy to do, but they are attainable. Just in the everyday life aspect. But when we look at dreams, when we think about dreams, we want to think and imagine what is something that is absolutely astronomically impossible. And that's what we need to set our dream as. Now, coming from that dream, then we can look at what are the things that we need to place in step and put in step to make sure that those dreams can happen. Those are the goals that we need to set. So I look at it and I say, man, I, I want to do 75 hard. That's my dream. No, your dream is you want to become a much healthier person, both mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So the dream is something that's so crazy, so outlandish that you set some goals to make you, make sure you get there. So you say, man, I want to do 75 hard because that's going to help both not only my physical, but my mental health and my, my mental aspirations. Man, I'll do the morning five because that's going to help my mental, my physical, my emotional aspirations to become a healthier, wholehearted, holistic person. Man, I, I want to wake up and dive into the word and have some quiet time because I always can never get that with the hustle and bustle of my life or what I do in this world. So I need to set some goals that will allow me to attain this dream. For myself, I had to understand that, man, the, the, the goals or, or the dreams that I was setting were so minuscule and so small. So I had to reevaluate and then shift that. Can your dreams change? Absolutely. If you say one day you wanna be an astronaut, go to the moon, well, what can you do? You can do you can set goals to attain that. 
for me. I never thought, even imagined, honestly, it was three, three to five years ago, never even thought about being on Broadway. So then when I started the journey, it was, man, I want to, I want to make it on Broadway. That's, that is a dream. Well, once I started that path and that journey, it then shifted from, I want to be on Broadway to, man, I want to, I want to impact people from a stage. And how do I do that? What are the steps that I can do to attain that? And then lastly, I was just looking and imagining and thinking, if I were to attain my dreams, what would that shift? What would that matter? And when I'm looking at that, I see not only would it shift and matter in my own life, but I look at my little boy. It would shift and change how he lives his life as well. People ask, man, Titus is running around. He is, he's got costumes galore. He's always wanting to watch Broadway musicals. Man, he must be exactly like you when you were a kid. And I tell people, I'm like, not at all. Completely opposite. I was into sports. I did music. I was in the band. However, how my dream shifted and shaped and changed actually changed the way that he lives his life now too. Because he sees daddy attaining these things. And what does he do? He says, man, I want to be like dad. If, if dad can be Simba on Broadway, and trust me, he'll tell everybody, my dad's Simba on Broadway. He doesn't fully grasp and understand what I do. But it's just everyday natural normal for him. He goes with shows like it's nothing. And he'll sit through them. Why? Because that's the normality that he sees. And so if I can shift and shape my heart and my concept towards that, then I can shift and shape my son's mindset and heart towards that. Hey, champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. But what does that do for those that don't know me or those that do know me? It inspires, it encourages, and it shows them that dreams are attainable and dreams are big. So when I'm thinking this morning uh, and walking in the busyness of New York City, I just look up, I get excited, but not just excited because I get to chill in New York City for a week. Not excited because I get to audition tomorrow for some more exciting things coming. But what? I'm excited to continue to inspire, to continue the spot that I am making my dreams come true by setting small goals and by achieving those small goals. So this morning, I, I want to ask the question, what are you dreaming about? What's something that's so crazy, so outlandish that you just want to speak it and say it? Maybe you don't really know your dream. But how can you set goals if you don't know your dream? So before I open that question up and just want to hear from some people, uh, I'm going to do a song. Uh, I was just processing through a little bit. Um, what song to do in, in downtown New York City? Uh, and for me, it's, it's one of two songs. And they're two of my favorite songs. I've done them on here before. But uh, I just want to, want to see some mic flashes. If, if we want... A little bit of MJ, man in the mirror. Let's see some mic flashes. Let's see what we got. 
Wait, what's the other? We want a little, a little greatest showman. This is me. Somebody says New York leads the Kings. If I knew the whole song, I would do it. Let's do a little MJ. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, because they've got nowhere to go. It's why I wanted to know. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. And I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself, then make a change. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize that there are some with no home, not a nickel to loan. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? A willow deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart, and a washed-out dream. They follow the pattern of the wind you see. Cause they've got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. And I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself, then make a change. So I love it. I love it. So we have 10 minutes left. Uh, so I want to open it up. Uh, we're going to open it up to people on stage for about five minutes. Then we're going to open the hand raising for about five minutes. And I just want to hear of some dreams that people have. Maybe they haven't spoken, maybe they have, or some goals that people have that maybe they want to uh, put out there. I'll, I'll start. I'll say this. I'm in New York City right now. Uh, most of you guys know I am in the national touring company of the Lion King. I am in the ensemble and I cover Simba. That's my full-time job. That's what I do. 
However, I am in New York City right now, and tomorrow at 1.45, uh, I am auditioning for the lead head role as a Simba in the tour, so to take over and be that guy. And then yes. at 5.30, we have a callback for a dance call. So here's the thing. I tore my meniscus, and that's what took me off stage. That's why I stopped uh, before the pandemic. And uh, with that, uh, with that, been PTing, been getting back together, uh, getting stronger every day. Well, had a little bit of a physical snafu last Monday, but guess what? Not going to let that stop me. I'm here in New York City and ready to go. So I'd appreciate prayers, good vibes, good thoughts, good juju, good, however, you, however you do what you do. Darian. I'm a praying man, so I ask for prayer. But who that do is we, my goal that I want to share. Who do we tweet? Like, if you want us to, do, do you want us all to, like, tweet your name to a production company? Or, like, who do we put the word in? I don't know, tweeting my name to the production company, but uh, it's, I mean, it's public knowledge that uh, there are auditions for, uh, for the tour. So if we uh, all happen to just get on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or something and say, go Darian, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you have all of these raving fans and no one else does. You don't think that might be a little helpful? I love that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. My girl, hey, So, who we got some mic flashes for? Uh, let's do a little bit of a little bit of dream goals. Okay. Hey, Darian, this is McKinley. I just want to say just really quickly, I love you, brother. You're just, I'm so happy to be connected with you. I love the MJ song. It was amazing. I listened to what you to your to everything you said, and what I love the most about what you said is that I'm proud of where I am. I'm accomplished at where I am, but I want more, you know I. I you know, new levels, there's levels to it. And it's like, as I've gotten here, now I'm expanding my dreams and I'm expanding my vision. I just think that's just such a beautiful thing. I love that you think that way. And I love your energy and your warm heart. And I think you did a great job. I just wanted to just tell you that, Darian. Appreciate it, my dude. Hey, Darian, it's Vernita Adele, just popping in. I love what you shared today. Truly gifted, brother. Thank you for gifting us with your voice this morning and with song uh, all the positive vibes and prayers going towards your auditions today and just really speaking that power I, I feel it in the bones in the bones that the your work that is meant for you your gift is manifesting and thank you for sharing it with us uh, I will speak out loud my gift is to be a full-time writer I will be a multi-millionaire New York Times best-selling author using my voice to help others find their voice and to speak their truth. And uh, the last thing I will wrap and say, I'm so grateful that uh, Glenn shared one of your early videos with us this morning in the 900th episode of Rising Grind. It gave so much context to just how the beginning, what that you were such an integral part of the beginning of this journey, Darian, and uh, excited for more to come. Look forward to connecting with you further, brother, and Bernita done speaking. Come on, Benita. This is Paulette speaking. So kind of right after you, since you were talking about writing, I second your goal. I help you speak that into the universe. Darian, I love everything that you're saying because my daughter knows that when she goes to school, 
that she like she gifts books to her friends and she has this thing where she wants to give to multiple people in her class to which I explain now we, we, we can't give all the books away for free but it's cute to see when the teachers send pictures of her and her friends looking at a book that she helped to write and it's like oh my gosh like she can see that and she understands what's happening so I'm speaking into the universe like Bernita we're gonna be best-selling children's book authors we're gonna sell a million books and in 2021 we are gonna have a guest appearance on the Drew Barrymore show or another national um, show to get our message out there that you can do the mess but you can still have a message so I'm putting that out there and I'm sending you positive vibes for all that you do um, and all that you'll continue to do and bless other people I love you in club 111 this is Paulette I am done speaking Come on, Paulette, get on that show. Make it happen. Hey, tweet Drew Barrymore. Share post in your story or whatever the case is. Tweet her, the Drew Barrymore show, because um, Harper and I are about to get it popping. So love you all. Thank you so much, Paulette Dunn. <laughs> awesome. We got about four minutes. Uh, Miss Joy, I don't know if we can raise, open the hand raising and grab you. people, bring them up. And the hashtag for today, guys, is Dan is the new Simba. <laughs> Simba, this is Industry Talk Live TV. I have to speak it into existence. I will be known nationally and globally as a digital marketing expert. I will issue in talented artists worldwide and globally. I will continue to uplift and inspire young children into media and social media events. And I will be a powerful force to work for and with just like Simba. We got quiet. Boom, I brought Gabrielle to the stage. We, we were all tweeting, Darian is <laughs> the new Simba. I can go for that. I can go for that. For sure, for sure, for sure. My man D is the new Simba. Has been the old Simba. But watching this kid manifest his dreams has been really spectacular. When he said earlier that, you know, you don't have to go the traditional route. I mean, his life is in Kentucky, man. His life, his wife, his kids, they're in Kentucky. But he's also building his dream in New York. He's building his dream uh, across the country. And I, I've seen him spin those plates, man. He spins those plates, plate, plates in such a powerful way. Uh, it's really fascinating. You know, I've never known Darian did not have three to four jobs. He works at Starbucks in the morning so he can get free coffee. Like he just, he's not afraid of work. He's not afraid of discipline. He's not afraid to max out the hours. And he's definitely not afraid to chase his dreams, man. And, and uh, it's just really, really, really inspiring that commitment level. And I think we can all learn so much from him. And so for you guys to pour into him and encourage him to be the, to embody all that is the next Simba. I appreciate that. And Brielle sparking the, uh, the hashtag. I, I love it, man. This is an incredible group of powerful humans. Darian, are you, are you uh, still there? You wrap it up. I feel like you're, there you are. Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm still here. Brielle, I just sent you a message just so you know. Uh, yeah, Miss Joy, who'd you say you brought up? I just want to make sure we give, we got yeah, two, you're good. more minutes. Yeah, we brought up Gabriel. We'd love to hear what big dream you're working on. Good morning. Hey, Gabriel, you're here. You're on mic too, so go for it. 
Nada. Nada, nothing. It's all good. We got one more. Let's hey, see. guys, instead of Darian is the new Simba, maybe the hashtag should be, because he's not quite the new Simba yet, right? So we want, somebody help me here. The new hashtag should be Darian make Darian the Simba. Make Darian new Simba. Make yep, Darian's... that one. That one. Make yeah, Darian the I new like Darian. it. It might be a little forceful, but, you know, we're with it. Make <laughs> Darian the Simba. Um, Darian. 2021. Darian is the Simba. new old Simba. I am Simba. Sanders for Simba. Sanders for Simba. Yes. Yes. For Simba. Yes. There we go. I love it. Who came up with that? Me, Michelle. Good job, Michelle. Yes. (laughs) Sanders for Simba, guys. That's the hashtag. Sanders for Simba. Darian, is it 2022? 2021. It starts up in September. Okay, awesome. Sanders for Simba 2021. And Darren, yes. who, who else, like, what, what's the company? Is it, do we just tag, hashtag Broadway? What do we? Uh, at Lion King is one. At Lion King. Perfect. Sanders for Simba 2021 at Lion King. Let's work. This is awesome. Y'all are great. I love it. I appreciate you. I, I brought up AJ to share his dream before we bounce. So I would love to hear your dream. AJ, go for it. Well, I really just want to gas up Darian and let him know that he is going to be Simba from the first moment. I seen him at the hashtag Rise and Grind event in Kentucky all the way to Tennessee for Grow Your Business, for God's sakes. Darian Sanders is a professional singer, and he is going to get Simba. And I am going to continue to bring people together and be a future philanthropist and bring fathers together and put fathers back in the household and continue to bring people together. Y'all be blessed. Boom. My dude, AJ. I love it. Well, you guys are absolutely amazing. I appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate the prayers. Uh, tomorrow, 1.45 and 5.30 are the two times. Um, you know, but the world, we don't know. Just keep everybody posted and go from there. However, I am done. Glenn, thanks for the segment. Joy, thanks for the help. Brielle, thanks for the help. I appreciate you guys' time. And I am signing off. I don't know who I'm passing it to, but y'all be blessed. Barbara Majeski. Yeah. <laughs> New York to New York. Thanks, Darian. Yes, Darian. Welcome to the Northeast, the Big Apple. I'm so excited. I got your DM. We'll have to connect. Uh, I, that was a great, great segment. And before I jump into anything, I I really just want to go back. Paulette, Vernita, industry, AJ, sharing their dreams, aspirations. Industry, I feel like we took pause for some reason right after you. You're, you really, um, I heard what you said. It landed um, and truly inspiring. And courage is, is contagious, as Brene Brown says. So, Darian, thank you for offering up this space to not only share your dreams, but also giving the opportunity to allow other people to do the same. Um, so, thank you, guys. Mike Flash for Darian. We're going to Simba. We'll just call you Simba. So, so awesome. So, guys, 
I, for all those new people here, I'm Barbara in the red dress. So I think I'm up on the third row there. Um, I am um, a television personality now, so, but it's a career that I launched in my 40s after battling cancer and a divorce. And I will tell you the divorce was harder than cancer, but that's neither here nor there. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. The, what I love in line with what we're talking about for motivational Mondays is, you know, I always wanted to be on TV. I always wanted to be on the Today Show. And I remember writing it down after reading The Secret in 2005 or six. Uh, I think it was 2006. I had two young babies and I was a stay-at-home mom. And you read The Secret and you're like, well, it says go big. And I wrote down, you know, I want to go on the Today Show. But it really wasn't until I actually changed my my mental game that I was able to really kind of dive into it. I hired a media trainer and the rest is history. So I'm actually preparing for one of my Today Show segments um, as we speak. So if you guys want to send me any thoughtful DIY um, summer projects or um, some crafts or anything uh, in lifestyle and entertainment, I'm happy to take ideas and I always give credit where credit is due. So I've got that coming up. And this week I did the cheddar or as a Jersey girl would say, the cheddar. Um, and that was a lot of fun. So today I just, I want to dive into everything that everybody has already talked about. It's motivational Mondays and Glenn, I love it. I love the themes for every single day. And, um, I'm on board the way that we start the week really sets the tone and knowing that, you know, you're getting us into that right mental space. We're having these great conversations. Um, you know, uh, Michelle could tell her story to me every single day and I'm always motivated. And for anybody that wasn't here this morning, Michelle McLean, um, lost 120 pounds. She lost 120 pounds and she continues to inspire others through her example. She's overcome major setbacks, losing her husband tragically. And this morning she just, she just gives tips and continues to pour into others. So um, I just, I really, really, really enjoyed that. So guys, flash your mics. I wanna keep this conversation going. Um, I see you, Michelle, there. So thank you for this morning, Michelle. It was so good. I can't wait to like hug your neck in person. You're such a wonderful soul. Thank you. I I am really looking forward to that. I I hope that this will come together. I haven't I you know who I met in person so far is Brian Benstock, and I already knew Molly Dare. So I need to I need to up my in real time uh, meet meet and greets. Um, you do because I've been blessed to meet a lot of the humans on this stage. They're part of my very dear tribe, and they're all just remarkable people. So we'll have to all get together soon. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I want to just stay July in this July 29th and 30th, New York City. July 29th. Oh, that's right. I'm going City, to. Um, 30th, New York City. Yes. You want to just jump in there, Glenn? Because I think that's a really. Let's let. Uh, for everybody that's new in the audience, I see so many party hats. Glenn, talk about that because that's a great opportunity for us to connect. Yeah, it's New York City, July 29th and 30th. The Listening and Beyond Summit. You can go to labsummit.club if you'd like to get your tickets to learn more information about it. It's going to be spectacular. We are going to be talking talking about the future of audio and the future of audio apps and digital platforms and what that looks like post-COVID, all of those amazing things. 
We have incredible speakers from all around the world that are going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. There'll be musical acts. We've got a huge party going on at Amelia Antonetti's house. One of the nights that were there in New York City with some celebrities that are going to be dropping in. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So you are going to want to be there. Come hug my neck. I want to hug your neck. I want to meet you. I want to know you. I want to laugh with you. I want to break bread with you. All of those things. So come on. New York City is popping, as you can hear in the background for Darian. New York City is open and ready for business. It is popping, and you need to be there. July 29th and 30th, go to Lab summit.club or just text me the word summit or uh, dm me the word summit and i can give you more info that way thanks barbara back mm. to you love that glenn dm glenn summit if uh if <laughs> if you can only keep so much in your memory bank like me i'm like just give me one word dm glenn on uh instagram i'm gonna be at that party uh amelia's party i'm so looking forward to it it's also molly dare's birthday weekend um and i've been friends with molly for almost two decades so it'll be great to see to see her again um and i want to dive into so what michelle and brian were talking about this morning about goal setting and getting you know getting in shape you know we're together um with Laura, um, with Laura Frank Bernard, we are putting together a marathon group. Um, and uh, if anybody's never run a marathon, but you want to run a marathon, this is a really great opportunity for you to jump in. So if you want to DM me marathon, I'll connect you. I'll get you in the right place. Um, if it's just something, if you are, if whether you can or you can't, that you know you're right. A little um, Henry Ford quote, but. Michelle talked about, Brian talked about accountability. And when you're setting these big lofty goals, having that accountability partner is everything. And you guys touched on it this morning. And I realized anytime I want to raise the bar for myself, put myself in an uncomfortable position. And by the way, running a marathon is pretty damn uncomfortable. That's 26.2 miles. But so if you, if that has ever made your shortlist, I'm talking to everybody in here. Let me see how many people we have in here. We have 423 people in here right now. If anybody is on this and you have said to yourself, you've had that little voice in your head, you know that little voice, the one that's like, oh, that looks like something I want to do, but I can't do. First of all, you can do it unless you have some sort, some physical restraints that you can. But if you really, if it's on your list of things to do, this is going to be the group that you want to do it with. Um, I have no financial incentive to promote this, except that I ran the New York City Marathon twice. And to be able to say that in one of my lifetime achievements is really damn cool. But not just to have it on my lifetime resume for my kids to kind of look at and, you know, be, be you know, have kind of a template to, you know, their own aspirations. Well, my mom did it. I can do it. Um, like, there's nothing special about me. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a little Jewish girl from New Jersey that just does things that are, you know, just I set my bar, set the bar high. If you're ever going to run a marathon, this is the group that you want to do it with. And um, because when Michelle and Brian talked about accountability, it just sits with me. Anytime I've wanted to do anything big, I bring in an accountability partner. I bring in a coach and Michelle, this is what I wanted to tap into. I knew there was something. I was like, I know there was something that really struck me. And this is what I wanted to chime in. Michelle invested in a coach invested. I don't remember what you said. Maybe you spent $1,200. Am I wrong on that? $1,500. $1,500. Oh, that's what struck me. Michelle, you, it was, it's, you would never, that was the best money you spent. Am I correct? 
I mean, over my life, I've invested a lot between, you know, education and, you know, learning from business mentors, but 1000% that that was probably the best investment that I've ever made. It's changed my life exponentially. Yeah. And I, that really sits with me because by investing in yourself and investing in your health, you are investing in wealth. I mean, without your health and trust me, so I'm a stage three cancer survivor. I have really great health insurance or had really great health insurance because I was married at the time of my diagnosis. Um, it's still, my diagnosis cost me tens of thousands of dollars and I, I am a highly insured, healthy human being. It cost me thousands of dollars. 42 years old, diagnosed stage three cancer. I had to have surgery. I had to have, my actually, my actually, it cost me probably $70,000. Now that I'm thinking about it, I know that there was a, there was a couple big ticket items that we had to compensate because I was so sick. I had to bring in help to help me. Your health is your wealth. And by you investing $1,500 into your well-being, but into a coach, and that's what I wanted to get at. Sometimes we, you can buy a Peloton, you can buy nice sneakers, you can buy all the jazzy pants you want to get yourself, but all of that fades. When you have somebody that's showing up into your house or popping up on a screen, or you have to meet with, maybe it's a nutrition coach, maybe it's a personal trainer, that accountability partner, it to me is if you were going to put money into anything, I would put money into an accountability partner. I would not a Peloton, not any sort of club membership. My mother is the is the queen of this, and I hope Lolly's not on this. <laughs> um, but she has bought a few memberships, and I'm always like, don't buy a membership buy yourself a coach and go walking. Cause I think walking is actually the number one exercise. Um, I think if you want to be in shape, moving your body, walking, being outdoors, there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. Um, bringing in accountability. If I was to give advice, that would be mine. Don't invest in equipment. That's sec that's secondary. If you are struggling in any capacity before you buy the physical accoutrements, I would invest, I would put my money into a coach, somebody that's going to be like, Hey, I'm at knock, 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 knock. Hey, we're going walking. And that's what has always worked for me. I ran two New York city marathons. Um, one, because I don't even know why I ran these. I just, for me, I'm not a runner. And so funny people are like, Oh, you must be a runner. And I just don't identify with it. And maybe it's imposter syndrome because I'm like, <laughs> so slow. My jog and my sprint look exactly the same. It's kind of a joke. I'm a, but, um, I do, I want to, I, I just loved what you talked about Michelle and, um, in the capacity of having accountability, um, investing in yourself, um, investing in your health. It is so damn important, important. Um, did anybody else want to jump in this when I talk about accountability? I saw you flashing, Michelle. I wanted to say, you know, the thing with my coach that was, I think, so imperative was that I knew at the exact same time every day. So at 7 p.m. at night, every single day, my coach was checking in. How many steps do you have? And how much water have you had? How many calories have you eaten? I want a breakdown of everything that you've put into your body today. I don't care if it was a stick of gum. And I knew every single day at that time that if I hadn't done my steps or if I didn't have my water to intake done, like if I didn't have all of that ready to go, like he would call me on my bullshit and he would be on the phone, literally like not screaming at me, but, you know, giving me like the David Goggins riot act. Like, why have you not done this today? Do you not want to succeed? But I think that for me, it was literally my driving force because if I hadn't made that investment, 
I don't think I would have done it to be perfectly honest with you. I personally, I I'm a good self starter, but when it comes to that space of fitness and health and all of that, like that was not my forte. And I knew that I would only set myself up for failure if I didn't make that investment. It's amazing how your mind transforms when you know that you have financially put something on the line. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. I mean, and, and even though I'm growing in my success, $1,500 is not, you know, some small chunk of change. Right. And so I think for me, like that was what kept me going. I'm like, I have money writing on this. Like, am I really just gonna, you know, throw $1,500 down the toilet? If I hadn't gotten the results, that's exactly what it would have, what would have happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, Michelle. And that's another thing that I thought I had all these thoughts hours ago and then they left my brain. Cause I did, I went to boot camp. That's why I dropped off. I went and did my boot camp. When you pay, you pay attention is what I wanted to say. That is not a Barbara Majeski original quote. That is from John Lee's room. And he was quoting somebody else and now I don't remember who it came from. What matters is when you pay, you pay attention. So like this morning, I register all week. So I do, um, for me at the shore, I'm down at the Jersey Shore, everybody. I'm from Jersey and I am a true Jersey girl. So I don't go to the beach, I go to the shore and it's S-H-O-W-A. And I paid for a $15 boot camp. And I, when I pay, I pay attention and I show up. I don't wanna, you know, I think that's just an important component. But I do wanna also address that you don't necessarily have to always pay for the accountability partner, you know, there are people, you know, you can always put your hand up and say, I need help. I need somebody to walk with me. And I'll give you an example. When I was going through my chemo treatments, which were six months, I had 12 rounds and I didn't want casseroles. I didn't want I didn't want, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't come over and bring me casseroles and flowers. They're just not going to work for me. I couldn't eat. I couldn't keep food down anyway. But I, so I asked for walking. I'm like, can you guys just walk with me? Because walking was the only thing that I felt like I was in control of. So my life was kind of in my mind. I don't know if this speaks to anybody, but at that time in my life, things were spiraling out of control. My marriage had ended very um, <laughs> ugly. It just happened. And I was blindsided by it and I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, so that happened in July. I was diagnosed with cancer in November of 2015. And my life felt very out of control. Cancer just hijacks your life. And uh, it, it's like very rude. I found cancer very rude, very inconvenient. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers joined the 800% club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you, you and your team so look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. And I just asked for walking partners. So people would come over at 8 o'clock in the morning after my kids went to school. And then my... Um, and if you hear kids in the background, it's because I my kids are now home. 
and now home for the summer. Um, so I had eight o'clock and then at two 30, somebody else would walk with me and we'd walk into Princeton. I would get a coffee and then we would walk the university. And I remember I had not remember who would know I had chemo from J mid January until June. So I had like the worst weather. Um, again, no bad weather, bad clothing, but it was the only thing that put me in control. And this is why I like, I really love diving into this because when you put yourself in the driver's seat by setting up yourself with accountability partners and a plan, when you, when you, when you plan, you, you plan to succeed. And that's again, going back to the marathon. Like if you want to, if that's a big lofty goal and you want to do it, then you might as well do it with a breakfast with champions team, because we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to have a plan and we're going to talk and we're going to have a Facebook group and then we're doing it for a charity. And guess what? We're all meeting up in New York. And if you're ever going to run a marathon, you might as well do the New York city marathon. There's nothing like it. And there's nothing like New Yorkers cheering you on. They are funny, fun, fabulous, and they do not let you down for 26.2 miles. These New Yorkers come out and cheer you on. I get chills thinking about coming down Fifth Avenue. It's the it's like the number one reason. It is a high that sits with your soul for the rest of your life. It is a high that sits with you for the rest of your life. I get high. I can feel myself running down Fifth Avenue after running 20 25 and a half mile, 20, 25 and a half miles before you're getting into that last leg. It is not, it's not a runner's high. It is like a life high and definitely a life, uh, something to put on there, put, put on your lifetime achievements. So just in, you know, getting that accountability and, you know, having somebody, hold, you know, some, some sort of partnership really, you know, it gives you so much power. It gives you so much wake up. Do you always want to show up? No, but I guarantee with a partner, you're 89, if not 90% more likely to show up, to do the work. You, just, I don't know. It's just the synergy of working and also supporting somebody else because you're not just, it's not just about you. It's about coming through for the other person, especially if you're doing, you know, you're training for something together. So, you know, I just, I love hitting on that. I love um, the idea of, uh, you know, bringing in accountability partners. Um, and I will say this as far as, you know, Darian's segment was so smoking hot. I just loved people chiming in, talking about their big lofty goals um, because you put it out into the universe. And then if you write it down, you're exponentially more likely to hit them. So I said I wanted to be on the Today Show. I didn't put it, you know, I didn't say it out loud. I was actually too intimidated by it when I was writing it down in 2006 when I had two little, you know, two little babies in my arm. Um, I will tell you that in my mind, I visualized myself. And then when I put, you know, I put it into action after my um, treatments were over, I walked into the Today Show and I was not, I was like, I belong here. And I've shared this before, but it was that feeling of like, Oh yeah, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's the great part about putting it out there, hearing Paulette and Vernita talking about going on the Drew Barrymore show. You keep visualizing that. You keep putting it out in the universe. Make sure you're specific with your manifestations. You see yourself as a guest on uh, the Drew Barrymore show. And when you walk into that show, whether it's in a year or five years, you are going to be like, I have, this is not foreign to me. This is not, this is not odd. This is not serendipity this is exactly where i'm supposed to be and you know with industry what you're doing and aj what you're doing um you know what you're putting out there 
you'll walk into that and, and feel empowered. So flash your mics. I'd love to hear anybody else's take where it's really worked for you. And again, if you're interested in doing the New York City Marathon, I sound like I'm doing like a sales pitch for this marathon. And I don't know <laughs> that I am, <laughs> but I'm like, I will say that I have not run. I've not done a triathlon and I have not done a marathon uh, since my uh, treatments. And I don't know why, um, but now that I have put it out there that I'm doing the New York City Marathon with this team, I am going to put my running sneakers back on, get back in the game. So flash your mics. We're talking about accountability and, um, you know, sticking, setting big lofty goals. If you guys want to your goals. I'm happy to, um, in, you know, chat with you. Alpha six. I know you always have something to add. <laughs> I'll, I'll just text you. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm staring right at you today. Morning. Right. Hey, we Hello, <laughs> We're having a staring contest. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on accountability. Yeah. I was just saying, uh, I remember when it's sitting across from John, right. And, and he's like, all right, we're going to dig straight in. I'm like, okay. And then John goes and kicks you right in the cojones. And you're like, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. And here's the thing, right? If you want to be great, if you want to be better, if you want to get where you say you want to go, when somebody who's on a level, 10 levels above, whatever, and they're where you want to be, and they take first, you got to stop doing this and that and this and this. You say thank you. Because awareness is the beginning of all change. You cannot arrive on certain levels without awareness let's say i was looking for like tony robbins said i'm looking for a sunset i'm headed east right i'm headed east i'm headed east i'm running fast as i can i'm i'm motivated look at me i'm motivated okay the sunset's in the west what if somebody just say hey bro you're going the wrong way oh snap thanks bro turn around now i'm headed the right direction and just that quick i'm gonna succeed but here's the thing if i argue with john if i go back and forth with john if i say nah bro I'm, i know everything already Guess what? John's going to be like, that's cool. Leave my house. Because you just you were in John's house, sitting on his couch, talking to him. And now you're outside. Now you're driving home, trying to figure out where to go. And that's the wrong thing to do. You got to think about the luck you've been given to be close enough to get there. So I say accountability is everything. And it makes sense to say, don't let your buddies be your accountability buddy. Because they're going to tell you sweet things. And they're going to lie to you. And you guys going to gas each other up and then you're going to fail together. To let somebody like Barbara tell you, because she's from New York and Jersey. She's going to tell it to you straight, not behind. She's going to tell you to you straight and you're going to be able to get better. Let me be your accountability because I'm going to hold you to the fire. And then you won't get burned. All that dross to get out. You'd be pure gold in it. But hey, that's just my opinion. But I know this. I study great people. And Kobe studied himself. He went with Tex Winter. Kobe was harder on himself than anybody could ever been. So was Michael Jordan. So was Ali. So was Tyson. So was Bruce Lee. I could keep going, but there are no champions who walked out with Mickey Mouse gloves on and said, all right, let's go. Nah. I like what they say. Everybody got a plan to get punched in the face. Maybe you shouldn't be in the fight. If you don't want to get punched in the face, because that's part of the fight. Part of hitting the mat is getting back up. Part of the whole entire balance is LeBron James went home in the first round. You think he's not coming back next year? Oh, yes, sir. He'll put it in his own hashtag, Wash King. Keep calling him Wash. He's going to come back and get another trophy. Why? Because he's strong enough to do it. And that's my feedback. If you don't mm. want people like that to hold you accountable, you don't actually want to be there. You just want to buy the trophy. And guess what? Go buy it. But it don't mean anything. 
It only means something when you got the blood, sweat, and tears. That's why you see Michael Jordan on the ground crying. That's why you saw Kobe crying. That's why them big, tough guys are crying in the end, because they fought for it. Jack came forward and increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Guidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Sturisnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We had a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. They earned it. Jordan got beat up by the Pistons. You remember that? He got beat up by the Pistons. He didn't make it to the finals, and he wanted to beat... He wanted to beat Magic. If Magic would have left before he won the championship, it wouldn't even count it to Jordan. He wanted to go straight through the Giants and prove himself because guess what? That's what makes you a champion. That's what makes Braxton good champions prove it. Right, Barbara? Oh, I love that. And I didn't see that Pistons game, but now I, if you can send it to me, I want to. I'll see it. Lolita, I saw you flashing. Are we just yes, my, clapping? my finger was about to fall off. Hey, Barbara, <laughs> how are you? I was like, yes. Yes, Barbara, yes. Um, listen, accountability is one of the toughest yet most rewarding things out there. I love the notion of accountability. It's really doing the work by when I will do what and for what reason. If that is your goal, who is going to hold you accountable so that you stand in the face of the gaps that you have? So by when I'm going to do what and for what reason and who is going to hold me accountable? I love this notion of not having just your friends because sometimes we hear praise, praise, praise. Of course, we're doing great, but where is that piece that is, hey, you said you were going to do this by when? What got in the way? Because you're not moving toward that goal. Where's the hard information? Where's the Lolita? You need to show up bigger and better than that. You've been playing on the same playing field for two months. You've been talking about this thing for two months. It's not showing up in you. I need those type of things to hold us accountable for by when I'm going to do what and for what reason so that the tough conversations are the ones that's going to push you further, push you further, push you further and farther than where you are today. And I love that it still goes back onto what we talked about, like five something in the morning, which is the power of your right now. What now is happening in your life? What now are you doing to hold someone else accountable, to hold yourself accountable? And here it is, not being defensive when folks talk to you about how you're not showing up. Because what if they're doing that so that now you can see through a different lens, they're holding you accountable and then they're gonna guide you so that you can move further and farther. We've gotta be able to clear off our lenses and that's why I love the power of accountability. So if you're not holding somebody accountable inside of the room today, if you're not holding yourself accountable in the room today, here's your invitation to do exactly that. Push somebody today. Thank you so much, Barbara. This is such a dope um, conversation. This is Lolita with a T. Thanks, Lolita. I know 
I totally agree with you. And in the lane of what is in that person's best interest. And sometimes it's hard to have those tough conversations, but Alpha Six in the back channel made a comment about if we were always applauding uh, air balls, we would think that was the, the the right way to shoot a basket. I wish people would applaud my air balls, um, but that's not the that's not the intention. That's not the win. That's not going to move the you know that's not going to move the game forward. And I thought that was a really great analogy. Did I say it right, Alpha Six? <laughs> I just destroyed. Yes, it. No, okay. I, I, was, you know, I, I played basketball in high school, and one game I shot like three air balls, and my team, my team. They ate my lunch on the bus the whole way back. You know what I did? I, <laughs> you know what I did when I got home in the dark? My basketball hoop was under mm -hmm. like the street. Like I dragged my hoop over to the street light and I shot free throws until my hands hurt. And then I woke up early and I shot free throws until my hand hurt. And then I asked the dude who was really good. I said, "You mind shooting with me, man?" And he kept getting the rebounds and passing it and passing it and passing it. In the next game, no air balls. Cause I refused to show back up to the next game shooting air balls. They was not telling me this to hurt me. They are my team. You know what I'm saying? That's my team. They want me to, cause guess what? If I shoot air balls, we lose the whole team. It wasn't just going to be me. I'm not a one man show. So I think like Glenn says, clear is kind, bro. You shot air balls out there. They, they ate my lunch. <laughs> Good thing. You say you can't be Jordan and shoot air balls. Bro. Alpha, Alpha, were they air balls from the free throw, free throw line? Yes. <laughs> Bro, hey, nobody even defended me and I shot an air ball. I'm just saying. I deserved it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like that's why I, I love I love your speech too, man. I appreciate you. I sent you a message, but I just had to No doubt. Hey Barbara, real quick, hey, I, yeah. wanted to, I wanted to just share this moment right here because I think that sometimes on this app we 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 shelter ourselves and don't want to put ourselves out there because of fear of how we per we think people might perceive us so i want to share something that happened with me one time in a room um i was in actually it was john Asarath's room one night and there might be people here who was in that room one night and i, I know alpha was there um there was a lot of people in there anyway the room was packed and he asked we were talking about like millionaire mindset or something and i opened up my mic. I happened to be on a stage and I, and I said, Hey, this is how I'm thinking, et cetera. And I, and I said something like, so is that a millionaire mindset? And his answer was nope. And just like that. Nope. <laughs> and literally tons of people in a room. Right. So all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. I'm getting all these text messages. What a jerk. Why would he say that? Da, 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 da. So in that moment right there, I said, well, thank you so much. That's why I'm on a stage so I can hear what you have to share with me so that I can gain that millionaire mindset. And I think that I'm sharing this right here. And he, right then, I think, I don't remember how many minutes that he literally coached me inside of the room right there. And it shifted me because it got me to action. He asked me how much was I charging for my, my, um, my coaching then immediately. And I don't think he's on here now, a guy who I'd never met said this to me. He said, Lolita, if you did not share how much you charged, I would have absolutely thought that you would charge way more than that. He said that is too low for the confidence that you have on this stage right now talking to John Asaraf. He said it right inside of the room and that was the only comment that was made on the stage before we moved on to the next person. But I share that right here because when you, you've got to raise your hand and speak in the midst of fear, you've got to be able to do it. And then you've got to be able to receive, you got to be willing to uh, um, receive what folks are saying to you. 
right? If you want to be somewhere greater than where you stand today, you've got to put yourself out there and then you've got to be able to receive the information that is coming to you and recognize that this is not personal. You said you wanted to grow. So if you just want me to clap and clap and clap for you, okay, you're going to stand in a complacency of right now. But if you want me to give you honest feedback on where it is that you're right now so that you can grow further and farther, then I'm here for that. And if you are here for that, then listen to it all. And I just wanted to share that because it doesn't matter who you are. When you are ready to get the feedback, it might come at moments. And what I told all the people who wrote to me was, oh, I didn't take it personally at all. That's why you have to be like, okay, well, give it to me because I'm right here on this stage right now, right with you. So I just wanted to share that. And I hope it touches somebody to, to just come out of your shell. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.